16 says I just whipped your ass. Yes! You just made the list! And hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stuart Vine. My name is Joshua Plummer. Yep, uh, we're back for another review. Um, it's um, I think I think this might be the first uh, WWE pay we've done for a while because uh, I'm sure, like the last one, we didn't do one together, if I remember correctly. Oh yes, we had the Curse of Hell in the Cell. Yes, the famous Curse of Hell in the Cell. Yes. Um, so um, obviously that was um, could, couldn't be helped, but I think we've done uh, we've done one or two reviews after that. So, uh, but yeah, so we're back to kind of. You would say the fight, uh, the one of the last of the so-called famous Big Four pay-per-views of the year, talking about Survivor Series. Yes, the final farewell to the Undertaker. Yes, interesting, interesting in the way they built this, in the sense that like they're talking about it's the thirty years of the Undertaker, mm. but again, it also had the brand warfare as well with limitations really it was brand warfare but no one was keeping count i think everyone was equal i think both brands had three wins each four three i think if you count the um if you count the um kickoff then obviously does. no that that doesn't count if we go by a few years ago when smackdown won the the pre-show uh tag team elimination match and then raw won everything uh, on the on the actual main show <laughs> but no the, the pre-show doesn't count we know this <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember the I I remember the rant we had two years ago. Yeah. I think it was um, I think it was uh, one of our famous ones where we couldn't sit on your kit, uh, we couldn't sit on your um, kit. Was it you know dining table? So we had to resort to going in your kitchen and on the corner thing on the side. That's okay. That's where the kettle is. <laughs> True. It was, it was it was a good thing, but it was very strange because it's just like we were sitting there ranting while everyone was trying to cook dinner about how much it sucks that SmackDown got treated like crap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, again, so the problem, uh, the problem with this, obviously, it's I find is uh, going into pay view one. Um, it's the first time that um, they didn't have NXT this year because um, obviously they had NXT last year, and that's what made it great. I say yes, probably made it way more interesting than it needed to be. Um, but obviously, this year for obvious reasons, COVID, you know, too many people, different peoples, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just another SmackDown versus Raw, and um, but does that excuse the build? Though, because surely a lot more could have been done. Oh, 100%. Between, uh, yeah, Raw and SmackDown. The only kind of, more than anything, it wasn't a battle against like SmackDown versus Raw. It was like a battle with like their own teams, especially on the Raw side. Uh, I don't think SmackDown really did a lot, to be honest. They got, oh, we just put the team together and then nothing happened. And then on the, on the, on, the, yeah, on the go home show, we had a little bit of Asuka and, and Sasha Banks, but that was more focused on Carmella's attack for the third week in a row, and then wasn't mentioned at all on the show. And we had a nice face-off, a nice face-off between Drew and Roman, which made the feud much more interesting. I really wanted to see it. However, that made the kind of the title win from Orton at Hell in the Cell kind of pointless. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll, we'll definitely get into that when we get into the main. Well. The, the last match of the night. Let's go by that. Because yes. I wouldn't say it's the main event. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, there's, there's always kind of going in. It's like, uh, i got to be honest, um, going into this pay-per-view, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, be a, you know, be a broken record. But I, 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 got, I, I wasn't excited. I mean, no. the only thing that was getting me intrigued was I've seen some clips of, you said, like, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And I was like, this match actually feels like a match I want to see. Mm. Uh, but... Nothing else. I mean, the 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 five on five had no nothing. They didn't care. So why should I? Um, on both men and women, 
there were no stakes really. I mean, there was proper brand supremacy, some stakes last year because we had some new face with NXT. What impact are they going to make? They ended up winning the whole Survivor Series uh, brand warfare. Things like four two one, something like that. Uh, was yeah, this year there was there was nothing on the line. I really enjoyed, like, obviously one of the best ones. Even though we talk about it a lot, um, what potential it could have been if they had all the stars from WCW, but. 2001, that Survivor Series, built for the entire year to that moment. Who's in control, WWF or is it the Alliance? Love that storyline. Or alternatively, the storylines where um, back in the days when you had general managers, the superstars uh, on the team that won got to uh, be the general manager for Raw that week. So they could basically do whatever they want. Oh, is that the... What was it? Bischoff... I think it was like a possible situation like Bischoff was a good guy then and he was like saying well I'm going to be off for five weeks so we're going to have a match between like Evolution Triple H and whoever wins gets like five was it both get to be GM mm. remember that that was Survivor Series yeah Survivor Series 2000 2004 2005 I think it's 2004 and then the year be- and the year before you had year before where it was Team Bischoff Team Austin Austin lost he was gone and that sole survivor was, well, not sole survivor, but he was the last person on the team. Shawn Michaels just coming back. like So not only, Shawn Michaels is kind of Mr. WrestleMania and Mr. Survivor Series. Yeah, you could say yeah. that. Well, you could say he's for Survivor Series. Maybe he's known for a certain Survivor Series for the wrong reasons. But, um, but, <laughs> but I think like Mike, so like, I totally agree, like 2001, like I still, as much as people hate the Invasion Storm, like, I still one Mike's best build up. Um, it's got the one of the coolest um, promo packages. Yep. Um, definitely like was it P- Pile of Mud C- uh, Control. Mm-hmm. Um, love that tune. The reason I love that tune is because I saw it. I heard it on that pro- promo package. I love promo packages when they're done yeah. right. And this is one of the better ones. Um, but yeah, the match was great in that sense. 2005 is one of my favorites as mm-hmm. well. Uh, one with that was that's what brought brand warfare should be. Yes. It felt like it didn't have any stakes in the sense of like, you know, like, you know, somebody gets a title shot or somebody leaves a company or something like that. Mm. But it still had that kind of, you know, it would be utterly humiliating if we lost type situation. Yes. Um, that these brands, supreme, like best of the best brand warfare mm. hasn't had for a long time. I mean, last year, as you're right, it's true. It could be, mm. Like the NXT factor was more... It was more NXT proving that they are the better show in these two shows. So that's why it felt like a bit more engaging. Indeed. But but this year, it's like, it doesn't work. Um, so it's like, without NXT, it's kind of lost its... It's back to the kind of lost its flavour, I find. Because the only thing... NXT's being addition is the only thing they had that would really make it feel like it's a free... You know, it's proper branding. Brands going against each other. But I don't know. But um, yeah. It's, I wasn't excited for it. No, nor was I, to be honest. It kind of, like, part way, I think it was like after the, or even during the first match, it felt like this, like Survivor Series is more kind of like an afterthought, really. It's like, okay, we just just crack on and see what the hell we're going to do for the Rumble, what's going to happen next year. Uh, even like the build to TLC was quite odd. Um, how, how did they describe it as? I made a kind of note, or go, I think what we're going to know is that but there was a really odd thing, an odd theme with, oh, that's what it was. It was a storm. It was a storm for the TLC. It's like that makes no sense whatsoever. No, it's like they, 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 they seem to be doubling up in names lately. Yeah, They're obviously, like, but like, I think um, the horror show of um, was it Extreme Rules or something yeah. last time or something like that. 
uh, one show, and then now I've got the best of Survivor Series, the best of the best mm-hmm. kind of tagline. I don't know why they keep have to add two names onto things. Um, I'm waiting for the Royal Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> oh yeah, like or just copy the the famous guy that does the uh, that's get ready to rumble. Like from um, funny enough, it's boxing, but it's too cool. It's too cool when he does it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, wasn't really looking forward to it. Um, it's really terrible when people listen to us and be like. Well, you should be talking about things you want to talk about. It's like, yeah, but there's two talking points. But it's like the build was utterly rubbish. Um, it's like if they don't care, why should I care? You know, because mm. obviously it felt like they were just having to put the show on. And then, oh, The Undertaker's 30th. Oh, let's do it. Like, let's do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I apologize for everyone listening to that. Sorry. Um, but it's, it did have some good moments. So, so let's get it. As much as we can sit there and rant about how terrible everything is, um, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the whole thing. We're going to, and there are some really cool stuff in this pay for you. Got to be honest. So, um, do you want to quickly? Uh, do you want to dive into Let's it? Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, as always, just quick, quick note on the kickoff show. Uh, the Miz won the uh, battle royal after uh, Dominic Mysterio thought he won it. Um, after take uh, was it uh, Chad Gable um, chucked him, chucked him over the top mm. rope, thought he won it. And then all of a sudden, the Miz that um, they thought they got rid of earlier um, didn't go over the top rope. Took a uh, fold, um, Dominic Mysterio over the top rope, so he won it um, for obvious reasons. Didn't he? Um, didn't he go over the top rope, but managed to roll back in under the bottom rope? But he was pushed back Some- outside the ring, so technically he got back inside the ring. So something like yeah. that. I thought he was. I thought he was out as well, but apparently he was. So you know, uh, the only thing I got from that battle was I would love to see a Dominic Mysterio versus Chad Gable match, please. Mm-hmm. Um, because the I watched. I actually watched a bit of this bit because I mm-hmm. think I was watching the kind of keeping on the making sure I don't miss the start because I always miss the start because it's either one o'clock in the morning or twelve. So I checked on it and I saw this bit and I was really like, Chad Gable's. We know how great he is. Dominic Mysterio is looking good. I think that'd be a great start. A feud for. Yeah. What I'd also like to see is more of Chad Gable. Because you remember when, after all the Shorty G stuff, and he turned heel to help out King Corbin, then he kept losing, and then had this kind of promo, I think it was backstage, going, okay, no more Shorty G. I'm, I'm fed up with it. I'm Chad Gable. You're going to see Chad Gable. And then he disappeared. And then he didn't really do anything. <laughs> he's, he's so he's so like an antithesis of like a Kurt Angle-type model yeah. when it comes like... What what Kurt Angle was is like great. He's like quite kind of like amateur background mm. with kind of that kind of um, kind of well, kind of like doesn't doesn't know that he's um, what he's saying is actually makes everyone hate him. Yeah. He thinks he's great. Um, he's he's always been compared to Kurt Angle, and I think um, if they actually booked him like Kurt, Kurt Angle, he would be, you know, or make him what he's good at. He's a great wrestler. Yeah. So just put him, treat him as the such. But um, against Dominic Stu, I think it could work because obviously the styles will work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio is probably going like he's going to be like way high flying kind of that kind of stuff versus obviously the kind of kind of I wouldn't say grand and pound, but kind of like that you know some amateur kind of thing of um, Chad Gable. So in mm-hmm. theory, it should be a good match. So what I quite like as well with the Survivor Series like team matches as well is you get to see matchups you haven't seen yet, but. Or people coming to face to face for a very short while. It's like, okay, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them go at it. And we, we, we had that a couple of times. Yeah, couple. Yeah, that's only a good thing about it. But unfortunately, it's one of those teases. Like, well, you could have it, but no, you can't. You got to wait. You, you, you can't wait. You, it's mm. like that's the problem with brands. Like now, so you got to wait for it. Yeah. 
Um, but they don't. But yeah. But um, yeah, that match, Dominic Stewart and Chad Gable, definitely. I want to see that. And the good thing is they're on the same show, so it could happen. Could do. I think they're on the same show. Yes, SmackDown. Are they on the same show? Is, yeah, Gabe. I don't know anymore because it's like everything's changed. It's like <laughs> when it's like. Yeah, Gable's still on SmackDown, isn't he? I think so. I don't remember. I don't remember like a big draft that he went somewhere no. else, but. But um, yeah, and another thing, obviously, because you know we've got to have a twenty four seven skit. Is it thirty years since the Gobbledygooker as well? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. That's the reason why they had him on the show. But it's just like the final farewell to the Gobbledygooker. <laughs> the Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty one. The exact same Gobbledygooker and the Undertaker. Oh, if that doesn't classify the ridiculousness of that ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason why they had to change because of silly stuff like that with a massive egg. Waiting. We're waiting for to find out who's going to emerge from this egg. It's like, it's, what is it? It's a giant turkey mascot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we turned up and obviously uh, on the pre-show, uh, pinned R-Truth. Uh, the rumours are that actually the gobbledygooper was um, Drew, Drew Gulak, Gulak. In, in, in the suit. Yeah. So, yep, so gobbledygooper thought... Obviously, later on the show, we'll find out he didn't keep it for for the entire show, but for... for no. It turns out that gobbledygooker is actually... A giant turkey because there was seeds on the floor. Oh, I quite like that. Just went up to the went up to pile eating the. It's like you're not an actual turkey. Take the take the stupid costume off. Reveal yourself as Drew Gulak. Have your guard down. Pinned by Tazawa, who's still a ninja, and had a ninja referee with him. Oh god, just I'm not, I'm not trying to go there, but that's not a good look. No. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, well, it's obviously that. Uh, well, screw it. Let's get it so we get it out of the way. Okay. Basically, yeah, later on, the thing with the um, uh, the seed, mm. definitely a Vince idea. This, it's got his fingerprints all over it. Um, you know, um, once it get extracted by bird seed, mm. and then all of a sudden, you know, Tazara came, got the pin. She won. Should have ran off, but apparently, was too busy celebrating. Mm. The, and then R Truth, you know, doing R Truth yet again, goes from behind, gets the pin, and he wins it for the forty seventh billionth time. As the twenty-four-seven champion. Oh, let's that, not exaggerate. It was at least the forty-fifth billionth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only the forty-fifth billionth. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think this, as I said, it, it kind of what the skit's getting very old because they've done everything to death. Um, it could only work if they, if they maybe, it might get better maybe mm. when we can all go places again and we can have fans because mm-hmm. then it can might be able to do outside skits like they did with the hardcore tile. Yeah, um, that that's why everyone loves that because it was ridiculous. Like you got was it Cat Clash, mm. as it Crash Holly going to the freaking circus and then getting attacked by clowns. Um, the circus and the uh, the ball pit. That's what made it great. That's so much fun. That's what made it great because it's, it's that because it's like it is twenty four seven. It's not only arena. It could be anywhere. It could be in a bar. Mm. Could be you could mm-hmm. you could be like you know just coming out of I don't know. You just come out of the bar or something or not, and then all of a sudden there's random people come attack you, and it's oh, there's a whiff there, oh no, and then yeah, it's just it, it. It's basically they've done all the stuff they can do, but they're keeping it going because they've got nothing else to do. So they've got three hours to fill. Yeah, and they just need and it is it can be funny at times, but nine times out of ten it's not. It's kind of they've yeah. gone through every very variation they can. It's just going to go back to our truth every single time. It's pretty much the whole. That's pretty much the whole stick. R-Truth walks around trying to hide someone sees him comes from behind he pins him and then the whole night of everyone's trying to like you know um, everyone's trying to catch him and then all of a sudden he um, he finds a way to win it back by the end of the night and then boom there you go another segment for another day and then we try it and then we do the whole thing again but yeah 
I don't know. It's it's kind of entertaining if you like that kind of ridiculousness, this, but it's when it's mm. coarse in my opinion. But um, yeah, so let's. That's I just thought I'd bring it up as always. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the main show and talk about. It. So they um, but yeah, so they kind of kicked off with the um, fi- uh, the men's traditional five and five uh, eliminator match uh, between Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Interesting one. I mean, I guess you got to have one or the other that starts. But I guess it starts with the men's this year. That's um, interesting. Obviously. Um, uh, interesting team this year. We had uh, was in Team Raw. We had AJ Styles. It was saying he was um, not. He was saying he was the captain, but he wasn't. Um, but uh, let's be honest. If you have AJ in your team, he is the captain because he's the best wrestler in that team. Just saying. But um, you got AJ. You got Braun Strowman. You got Keith Lee. Uh, you got um, Sheamus, and you've got Matt Riddle. Not Riddle. I'm going to call him Matt Riddle. Why? Why did it. they drop Matt? What is wrong with Matt Riddle? I don't know. Apparently. He's not bothered by it, but then we are talking about the most chillest guy in the room. So yeah, yeah, Matt Riddle. It's like yeah, it's, I don't know. He just, get rid of his entire name. Your name is blank. Oh. Cool, bro. Or he just change his name to you, bro. You're just gonna be bro, bro. now. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? But yeah, and obviously you got. Uh, I so like, I'm not loving Keith Lee's new music. Even though he is he he raps in it as well, doesn't he? Like his old theme. It's like, oh, that's quite nice. Rather than it just being generic entrance music but it says like Keith Lee about 30 times in the first minute Keith Lee dun, 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 dun. Keith Lee we know you're Keith Lee <laughs> it's rubbish uh, I'm not, I, I've come from guy that, you know Big Five Music like now the, the the only reason they're changing all these music because basically they're tight asses and can't be bothered to pay CFO um, yeah. the royalty money mm. um, that's why they're doing it not because of like some creative choices because yeah. obviously what made Keith Lee great was was also what made people notice was his music mm. and when they took that away they took a bit of from him um they might be booking him okay but it's still they took basking a, his glory they took away his grandeur of his his entrance bask in his glory oh look at this guy come to the ring bask in his glory Ooh. who's this guy what's he going to do that's what i mean it's just it doesn't it's like this. Is what problem you, you have? All this you build them up as these stars in XT, and then when you bring them up, you, you take away the, the stuff that made them great or made them beloved, right? Yeah. But yeah, I've just I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, not a fan of the music. No. But um, obviously, and then we got Team Team SmackDown. You had obviously Kevin Owens. Uh, you had Jay Uso. That's obviously still the whole storyline with um, being part of the family mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Roman Reigns. That um, you can I I love. I'm really enjoying that storyline. Uh, the Messiah. Um, or the saviour Seth Rollins uh, that looked like a man that didn't want to be there <laughs> gotta be honest um, obviously that'll talk about later on and obviously you've got King Corbin it's being King Corbin mm. and Otis so again so again what, what were you thoughts going into this match were you like kind of anything that you intrigued to see or anything like that I yeah. thought Raw would get on the same page because um, there was this constant like, I mean AJ being the self-proclaimed captain, even though they're arguing you're not the captain, um, he did the right thing. Okay, let's get us together in the match. Well, first, actually, he made them go against each other, get it all out, let all the frustrations out, kick the crap out of each other. Now, we'll go against uh, people who we hate. Uh, they want to get to retribution. They lost. They kind of learnt from that. And then they actually started working together. So, so what you're saying is... It was a, a good, good captain. captain. Well, you can't be that surprised. The guy, the guy was um, obviously never bring it out, but like he was like the leader of the Bullet Club, of course, in New Japan. Yeah, and uh, so so I just I watched the documentary about 
they done one about Kev, uh, was it um, Kenny Omega, and it's talk about like you know, um, and the Bullet Clubbing and AJ Styles. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot he was in the Bullet Club. Yeah. It's been that long. But um, yeah, but it's like I don't get the story either. It's like yeah, he's, it's AJ Styles. He's phenomenal. Of course, he's the best wrestler you got. He's going to be the guy in charge. Yeah. And he's got and he's got a big, heavy, tall guy that like you would not want to mess with anyway. So if he says you're the captain, yeah, I'm. You're going to agree yeah. with him, he's right? The, the big guy's called Omos. He's about ten. He's about ten foot tall. They changed his name to make it simpler because if you actually look at how he pronounces his name, it is like wow. Um, that, 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 that's um, obviously it's his name, but it's like that's. That, I'm like, thank you for changing that. Uh, that would have been a, my um, kind of. I would have been hard to pronounce that every time. So is it the same guy who was? Um, was it the same guy who was the giant ninja? Was that him? Probably. All I know is he definitely uh, was in Raw Underground. Um, when that was a thing, yeah, Jordan uh, Omog Behin Behen. Omog Behen. See why they changed it to. Because you know, he said it's like uh, the reason it's probably because looked up. He's actually he's Nigerian, so they they're like that kind of mm-hmm. name. So, but I thought he, I thought he was just got constantly deadpan all the time, couldn't speak. Okay, that's fine. Um, but then they made him talk backstage, and they made him get more animators. Like, no, you just instantly just killed your mystique there. Straight away in that one moment. You could just, with that kind of thing, you just have to be a bodyguard. You look intimidating, that's all you need at the moment. And then you can build up slowly that, you know, personality and Mm. stuff. Like, like it's like an AW of Wardlow. It's like he doesn't say, he just stands there looking menacing. And he's slowly but surely going to be able to, like, turn on MGF. But the same thing. That old, uh, it's going to be that old Triple H Batista storyline, I think. Pretty much. MGF's going to hold him down uh, for his own gain. Or like he wins it, or he wins a title shot, and then he's like, yeah. "MGF's like, no, don't give it to me or something," and then he like, mm-hmm. turns on him. It's again, that's why I love. Anyway, that's not talking about AW. We'll talk about that probably. We're definitely going to talk about more about that by the end of the year because we want to talk about it, the first year of AW mm-hmm. on our podcast. So we'll get into that. But yeah, so yeah, so AJ Styles was gone, team captain. I don't with SmackDown. It just felt like it was just disorganized because Kevin Owens not a team player. Jay Uso's got his own family business. Mm. Otis is basically being. Otis. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ot- Otis is not having a good time uh, at the moment. He lost his money in the bank contract. Uh, his girlfriend got drafted to Raw, and his best friend Tucker betrayed him. For no reason, by the way. It, where did that go? Just point out. Well, th- th- there was a reason uh, because Tucker had it written down. I didn't realize at the, the last show. He had it written down in his hand. He had a script in his hand and had to throw it away. Uh, <laughs> now you know. Now you know that's a bad storyline. It's like you have to write it down. I mean, to be fair, there was jokes over the years. Like I think what the Rock one time had it on his on his when he done a promo, he had it on his like hand or something. Yeah, John Cena made a reference to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember the pictures. It's quite funny. But yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but but the point is, yeah, I would have. I would like to. Otis is just basically gone. Ah, screw it. My girlfriend, my girlfriend's out injured. Yep. Or in storyline, uh, moved to war. Um, look, my best friend turned on me. Mm. But hey, I feel good. It's like, okay, man, cool, good for you. <laughs> good for you. And yeah, King Corbin, who's just King Corbin, uh, <laughs> as you said earlier, and Seth, Roll- and Seth Rollins, who has just finished up the feud pretty much, or hopefully it's finished, it's been going on long enough, uh, the feud <laughs> with yeah. uh, the Mysterios. Now, Buddy Murphy has aligned with the Mysterios, is now dating Aaliyah. Seth Rollins has now joined uh, Team SmackDown, and he looks very uh, well. He's disengaged from the team. He's the last person to enter the ring, 
So I'm thinking, okay, he's got something planned. Is he going to go all out and be like vicious uh, kind of hero runs and start beating people up? What's he going to do? There's some intrigue there. But what does he do? Do you want to go into that straight away? Or... Um... Yeah, I guess and it's the only thing really of that kind of. I, obviously, this is all in parts because we're going by eliminations. Mm-hmm. It's, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it was. It was wasn't really anything going of just standard kind of stuff, you know. Um, starting off matches, um, the only thing, two things was obviously the Seth Rollins thing, and obviously the there was obviously that it was it Paul Heyman's watching the match because obviously Jay Uso, mm-hmm. kind of like the family stuff. But um, yeah, going straight into it, really, um, with the whole thing where basically he bit, he done the whole. Uh, you got tag uh, was it Kevin Owens was going like you know going on a roll mm-hmm. and obviously Seth Rollins was like tag me in big mistake um, but uh, obviously and Rollins was like you know he went on the floor like sacrifice style they what was it Bray Wyatt situation on his knees putting his arms out saying hit me yeah and what what I what I found funny is like that your five people were shouting at him going oh what are you doing it's like you can come in the ring you know you can come in the ring bro kick and no one came no one from the men's team the smackdown team like they, they didn't the women's match that's fine because they actually have initiative like oh we can break up this pin but no one on the smackdown side i mean i guess that's just the team kind of <laughs> i mean jay uso is a, is a like tag team like specialist surely he knows better he can jump in the ring and break up the pin <laughs> no, it's just uh, you kind of done it in the second one as well but um but yeah but so basically yeah so you know so Seth Rollins just stand there like, you know, Messiah type thing, like hit me for the greater good and then got bro kicked to the face. Yeah. Got the, Seamus got the pin mm-hmm. and yeah, Seth Rollins is out. Um, mm-hmm. There's jokes going around, the, obviously the rumours going around that mm-hmm. Seth is probably going to take his time off because obviously of Becky Lynch having a kid. Yep. Um, and also, there's also a joke that going around that the reason he got eliminated early because he really didn't want to work with Matt Riddle. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered about that. <laughs> yeah, I looked at, like unless he came up and it was like there's even pictures of like riddles near him and it, how pedantic is that? <laughs> I know he's happy to on us. I give him that, but it's I like, don't want to work with Matt Riddle. It's like, well, you're a professional, aren't you? you you've got to work with him. If you're in a title angle with him, you tough. You got to work with him. I don't know if that's true, but like, I remember an interview. He literally said he doesn't like him. Yeah, he never work with him. Never work. It's with like him. so. And 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 when you know that there are certain pits in that match before he got eliminated, where he's looking, Riddle's in the corner in the SmackDown team, and he's like, he's looking at him, got like rolling his eyes. Like I think it's a bit of um, if he was playing his character, he probably is, or he actually does not like this guy. But or over top it, if it is, that's quite childish. <laughs> like you, you can do the match. Like if you really hate each other so much, okay, we can work around that. Surely you don't have to tag in. You don't be have to be in the ring at the same time. You don't have to be legal. You can work with that, surely. Yeah, I think I think they will eventually. I don't, with them, it's like yeah. anything. Um, makes money, right? It will make money. I think it would have made more sense, like have that kind of shot, kind of in the middle. Um, I think obviously they're doing this whitewash kind of thing where SmackDown are all getting eliminated. If Seth Rollins was there um, and he's not doing that much, he's just staring or like being completely disengaged. So it's him and Jey Uso say. Um, Zephyr is finally in, um, and then he just sacrificed himself for the greater good. So now Jey Uso's just suddenly realised, oh, now I'm even in more shit. <laughs> or, or Seth Rollins just walks away. He's like, nah, I don't want to do this. For the greater good, I'm just going to leave the match. <laughs> I get that. It's like it did come out of the blue, but it would have been nice to be in later on in the match, I guess. But Yeah. 
I think he's just doing it because I guess in, um, he's leaving, so. Mm-hmm. And um, for a bit, so he won't be seeing Seth, Seth Rollins, um, WWE. And I say that, and then on SmackDown to Friday, he'd be there and he'd be like, oh, there goes that rumor. But um, yeah, so obviously then, obviously that fight to SmackDown down to four. Yeah, but obviously had a bit with a cool bit after that. Obviously, you got Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens, kind of st- that's a cool moment. You had um, a lot of st- was it Owens going for like an Austin phase, stunning everyone. Three stunners, left, right, and center. Yep. And then just before, um, I mean, at first he did stop a phenomenal four round by AJ. Yeah. But obviously, um, it was constant like stunner this, stunner that. Mm. Uh, but then before, and then before we could just realise he looked caught, he looked, he turned around, mm. and then what was it? Walked into a, a phenomenal four round. Mm. Uh, got the pin, uh, was it? And then from AJ and mm. SmackDown were down to was it three members? Yeah, just uh, just going back slightly. I quite like the moment after Rollins was eliminated. Both the teams had like their moments kind of in the corners about what they're going to do, which is quite nice. And then Strowman just had enough because I think Raw was just bickering as were SmackDown. So Strowman just jumped down off the apron, charged, knocking everyone over. Uh, brought whoever was legal into the ring and just did a little pep talk. I was like, we're a team, let's work together. Yeah, it's all right. And that's when Raw actually, um, they got on the same page. That was quite nice because SmackDown were in the shit. So now SmackDown have something even more to overcome because they thought they were going against Raw who were, uh, who hated each other, dysfunctional, despised each other. But now they're working together and they're a man down. It's like, yeah. But I've got to be honest, it's uh, basically what it was. And I guess um, after that, it was just basically it was a constant clean sweep, wasn't it? Um, but um, yeah, so after that, obviously Corbin got some in. After that, it was like five three. Obviously, and Corbin done what Corbin does, kind of just going around beating the crap. He hit was it? I think he hit a, a, a end of days on AJ Styles. Yes, and obviously then you got was it? He done deep six as well. Deep six, yeah, deep six as well. Oh, not blue funnel bomb. Deep six. That's what it was. Yeah, deep six. That's yeah, the one. deep six. It's too cool move. <laughs> got to be honest. One that he, he finishes. Yeah. Uh, and they both like spin that. in deep the air. It's a <laughs> same thing. It looks cool. It looks. It does cool. look cool. And if. But uh, yeah, so obviously, um, obviously after that, obviously uh, fight with AJ got a Pele kick or mm-hmm. a Pele kick to himself, mm-hmm. got him to the ground and then tagged in Riddle, mm-hmm. and then Riddle done. I don't know what uh, it's called a floating bro splash. Yeah, or bro, is it Broton? I'm not sure. Is it Broton? I don't know. Just put. Yeah. I don't know. To be fair, that's probably something bro. Something with bro. In so it. yes, or the bro mission, or you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so he did that, and then obviously got the. We uh, got the elimination, so now SmackDown are down to two. Yeah, um, Riddle gets some revenge. He was eliminated by Corbin the previous year, as well as this year's Royal Rumble. They had their little feud, so that kind of pays it off a little bit with uh, Riddle eliminating yes, if, Corbin. If if you were kind of um, engaged in that feud, <laughs> I've got a feeling a lot of mm. people weren't. But if they were, that's cool. Yeah. But I wasn't. So the 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 seeds were seeds were planted, but they didn't really. Uh, execute it well that, that story that payoff I'm shocked I've got to be honest um, yeah so obviously after that it was down two obviously when he had Otis and um, Jay Uso mm-hmm. um, but then after that it was just kind of situation where Otis Otis versus well, the two biggest men in the match mm-hmm. Braun Strowman and Otis yep um, it's kind of fun I mean it, I would say I wouldn't mind seeing that it. it looks a bit clunky at times because obviously they're both big, kind of big men mm-hmm. but um, yeah it got got a situation. I think um, I'm sure there's like a great spot where Otis like kind of like picks. I think like used his like strength or done like a slam that looked really impressive mm-hmm. on um, I think uh, Strowman. But and obviously we got the um, hit the uh, caterpillar. Was it caterpillar? That's basically the worm. But instead of yep. doing, basically instead of doing the whole like chop mm-hmm. thing, he does an elbow instead. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so obviously then obviously Braun Strowman, I think he's gone top and into so got into a running slam. Was it he's running power slam? Hit Otis, eliminate him with as um, a quick. It was quite quick these eliminations. I got to be honest after this. Which kind of makes sense if you're constantly down and against the odds. Um, the elimination is going to come quicker because you're having to put in, the, especially if you're if you're at the disadvantage, you've got to put in a lot more work. And then more people just coming in, they're fresher than you, you're screwed, basically. And then Jey yeah. Uso is left all on his own. And then again, they and then again they kind of uh, kept pandering through the, this match, like back to like Paul Heyman watching on the TV. Yeah. Obviously representing um, Roman Reigns, kind of um, kind of situation that Jay kind of had to win this to kind of you know that like, people put respect in the family type situation. But again, five on one. I mean, <laughs> the odds were stacked against him. I got to be honest, I would have liked him to um, at least get one or two eliminations, so at least it was closer. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the case. I thought maybe he'd eliminate. Uh, like AJ when he was the captain um, or he'd eliminate uh, Riddle so then he's got to get through the all the big kind of hosses in Sheamus Keith Lee and Strowman well like, like he gets two in quick, quick concession like he got two and then all of a sudden he like turns around and then the numbers are too much like yeah. a bro kick to the face or something but um, yeah I just thought I don't know it's just like he obviously said a super kick party he was super kicking everyone mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously we know how much people love super kicks you could say it's the most overused move in wrestling these days mm-hmm. um, super kicks and another overused move diving over the top rope is another one uh, mm-hmm. done that so he took out the all of raw so he was looking on fire at this point yes but um, yeah I think it was like a situation he even had a bit of AJ was going to do like a phenomenal forearm but he kind of countered that mm-hmm. it was just about to go on top um, go to do the big his big splash but obviously he's um, AJ's body guy Another overused move. Yeah, well, <laughs> love three three overused moves in a row, isn't it? Super mm. kick, jumping over the top rope, and um, a splash. Uh, but yes, obviously, um, was he's um, AJ's bodyguard, kind of um, pushed him. Was it um, got him out of the way, mm. and um, kind of um, after that, it was a Keith Lee was able to get the um, get the win with the spirit bomb. It's obviously always looks awesome. Mm. Um, I would say. Because it's Keith Lee, but um, yeah. And wh- cut one to... thing I was happy. Oh, go on. So, so I was just about to say it's like um, as as I was kind of happy that um, I got it because I did predict Keith Lee to be the sole survivor. Mm. Well, so. it was a survivor, it wasn't sole survivor, but you get points. Yay! Yes, well, yay. Um, I will be doing the points um, at some point, either we're recording on Tuesday, so I'll be doing them. Well, maybe after this recording, probably I might crack on with them. Uh, and they might be up, should be up by Thursday. Should yes, be up by that, Thursday. That should, should be when this podcast should be out, so maybe you can time it yes. nicely. But um, yeah, so obviously then, yeah, it basically was that. And basically, uh, Keith Lee got a big uh, big win. Uh, but a nice thing that I think pointed out in this match, that someone said, one, um, every member of the team got an elimination. They did, that was nice. Uh, but again, this is so like, again, it's... What annoys me about this is like I hate clean sweeps. I hate it when te- like I know it happens in sport and I know it's a thing, but when they do it here, it always feels like it's uh, it hasn't got that. You you make the other team just look like crap. You make SmackDown look like the inferior brand. That you make them look stupid. The fact they they didn't come in and try and break up the pin. Um, 
there was no like camaraderie like beforehand. It was just kind of slapdash put them together. You know, even like Seth Rollins came in at the last minute as well. Yeah, you, you didn't make SmackDown look good at all. No, I just don't. I remember, I remember hating it when they did it for the whole show last two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Yes. And I hate it now. Again, if we're going to go into brand warfare, like we can watch both. But I've always been a kind of a soft spot with SmackDown, mm. obvious reasons. It's the only, as I said before, it's the only show I could really watch mm. when I was growing up. So. Then have yeah. Sky, and it was on Sky One, so I can watch it. So yay! Mm. So um, that's why I love, and I, it's the only wrestling I can watch. So that's why I love SmackDown. So mm. when you see, but the show I kind of like more than Raw, kind of like for me, it just felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have at least got like a situation where if you want to do a thing where it's like five on Raw outnumbering SmackDown and it's to too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do a thing where it's like you know, f- like the thing with like. Yeah, eliminate everyone, but then like Jay, they said at the end, Jay Uso takes that two or three, and yeah. then the odds are just too great. Yeah, but again, it just felt like again, it's just it, I just it, 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 I put a bad taste in my mouth, if you know what mm. I mean. It just felt off, and I didn't like it. Um, I like close, I like closer contest. I like Survivor Series match where it's like last two or the last three. One's mm. got you know, it's more of a close shave. Then I know what happens in sport mm. where people get thrashed all the time, but. It's wrestling, so you want to see someone. You want to see someone overcome the odds, but when those odds are like too great, and then they don't even manage to get one pinfall, they just look bad, you know. Yeah, but uh, I mean, when it comes to like uh, the matches, again, it was fine because obviously them kind of matches are always kind of like entertaining enough because mm-hmm. the elimination mm-hmm. um, usually usually involves them hitting their finisher, so mm-hmm. it's like it's always looks spectacular. It looks cool, mm-hmm. so I like. I kind of like that is it it was watchable it was kind of nice but again there was no story into it um they didn't care about the pointing system and they don't care who won smackdown who won no. so why should i care <laughs> so they didn't even mention the points this year no they, kind didn't, of they didn't bother they just balanced out so three wins for raw three wins for smackdown yeah pretty much uh, i don't I, if I, I, I always say if you're gonna do this go all in you know, go yeah. for it. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of which, you just made a little uh, AEW kind of reference or pre-AEW reference. Uh, going into the tag match here, they accidentally kind of made two references um, as they were promoting as they were promoting um, the Gears of War um, package with with the New Day, which looks pretty cool actually. Um, but you see the New Day coming down to the ring for this match. Um, they're in their in the Gears of War attire or their full gears of war kind of realising kind of what he said full uh, gear oh don't no. mention don't mention full gear and there, there's a line of dialogue in the trailer as well I, I think it's Xavier Woods I think says it uh, freshly squeezed oh no oops <laughs> <laughs> oh AEW's oh, a- a- in a- they're in their head man they're in your heads it's a little slip yeah, it's a slip. They're in your heads. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. So, would surprise. Would to be fair, let's be honest. AWs is I, I just find more entertaining anyway. But what they would at least it feels like they went. Oh God, did we say that? Okay, uh, let's forget about what we said. They put wouldn't surprise if they try and edit that out during like the um, like uh, not the live performance, but when you have to rewatch it. Like yeah. They've edited it out. Just, you know, it's just you don't want you don't want to give any more references to the opposition. You know. The, mm. the other the other company for sure um, or some people were at the beginning called them they're just another they're just a glorified t-shirt company 
that company. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about those. But, no, um, don't, don't but talk yeah. about it. Um. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's one surprise. But um, but let's just finish off with the ta- uh, elimination match. Okay. Fine. Wasn't um, was fun enough to watch, but again, wasn't really bothered by. It. Didn't like the finish. Didn't like the clean sweep. Wasn't fa- wasn't a fan. Got to be honest. Yeah, there were no stakes um, for it. Like even just like something where your surviving members you get put into a match um, and the winner of that match gets a title shot. Something like that. I think they're doing. They did some kind of like triple threat match kind of thing on Raw. I just saw a couple of the titles like the YouTube videos. I haven't seen Raw yet. They yeah, like something something like that. You know, have have some have something. Oh, if it's brand supremacy, like we'll build it up, make it. They they hardly mentioned it really. Or get like whoever wins get like more drafts picks yeah. or something, or just make us care. You know, just put something to make us care. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't a fan. Um, again, it was mm. it was again it was mildly entertaining. You could still watch this and mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't annoy anyone to a point like oh my god, but yeah. yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so we talk, we talk about a match that we kind of wasn't a big fan of, uh, as we as we've um, kind of um, brought it up briefly now. Let's talk mm-hmm. about a match I was actually looking forward to. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about obviously when you have the both t- tag team champions facing off against each other, got uh, obviously the uh, New Day with just Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Again, you would have mm-hmm. forgot if because mm-hmm. again Biggie was came down with the with them. Yeah. During that, so you would forget. Oh, that it was nice. Up. Mm-hmm. It was nice, but again, it's. Too soon. But spill up for no reason. Yeah, well, we'll get to that briefly in a minute. But um, yeah, against the um, Street Profits, um, that obviously they that obviously got drafted to SmackDown. So again, what are your thoughts going into this one? Were you like kind of ex- I won't say excited, but kind of intrigued to see how them these two teams would face off against Joe? Yeah, this team was uh, this bill was more kind of like a friendly rivalry, um, pretty much. Um, I thought they'd have like a solid match, man. I think they did so here, but I think they had, uh, they had scope like for like more potential. I think so, do some more spots. It was a little bit too generic for my liking. I think, and, and at some points, really slow paced. I mean, New Day showed their, um, showed their experience. I think they had more ring smarts. You know, isolating uh, Montez Ford in particular, keeping him in the corner, keeping him low, working on his, uh his stomach working on his ribs and that played a factor into the wasn't the finish or what could have potentially been the finish uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here um, but yeah I, I thought uh, everything on the cards like, yeah this could be this could be intriguing I thought I think it was probably match I was most intrigued with behind uh, Drew um, and Roman and that's with Asuka and Sasha on the card but I think that's just because I've We've seen Asuka and Sasha so many times this year. It doesn't feel like a big deal now. Well, no, because you expect a level with that kind of match. And yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that match. But yeah, I mean, it's a it was it was kind of match because again, it's like they're both kind of similar in the kind of styles and the kind of um, in the sense of their characters. When it kind of thing, they're both basically really happy go like go lucky kind of teams that are kind of really entertaining to watch. Um, the, the Street Profits are probably. Um, it's, it's a rare breed as well as a new day where it feels like a team that actually feels like they're enjoying being in there and it feels like yes. that actually is their character mm-hmm. and not just some sort of script or something they're told to do mm. it feels like a, they, 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 f- they just feel like they're ent- they want to be there and it's entertaining especially um, 
one test forward. I mean, the guy is. I mean, we've said it a thousand times. He's just so mm. entertaining. He's so cool. So he's got charisma, like for days. Very similar to, very similar to the Rock. The way he holds himself. It's not just the sunglasses, but the way he holds himself, the intensity in his voice, uh, the upward inflection. Very entertaining to watch. Um, and going and going back to the uh, the similarities. Um, the only thing. Uh, which is slightly different, you could say, is Montez Ford's probably more like Xavier Woods and Montez Ford, I'd say, are more similar, and then Dawkins would be the kind of Big E. Um, but this match didn't have Big E. Um, which is the same. Was Big E? No, he wasn't by ringside, was he? Big E, no. No, not so. I think he just came no. down with him and then disappeared. Somewhere. Just to do, um, yeah. not not to, uh, not for camaraderie, just to promote uh, Gears of War. That's what you're there for. You can't support your team. Well, to be fair, they brought him into the storyline anyway because uh, was it Street Profits were kind of like trying to get like heads up, you know, a yeah. bit of um, you know, do you want to help us out? So you know, you mm-hmm. you in New Day, where it's like mm-hmm. yeah, so like you know, any any advice you can give us? Yeah. And it's because Biggie was like trying to like do the joke, like yeah, yeah, like like he was gonna give it and then yeah. say yeah, they're gonna beat you, they're, they're gonna you. destroy you. Yeah. And he's and they're like oh, it's like yeah, well, what are you expecting? It's Biggie. He's been with these guys for years. I, I like they kind of brought it up again, but mm. but um. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just two good teams. It's like, what I was thinking about watching this match is it, fe- it felt like to me, it's like, we you know how much we love we love the New Day versus Usos? Yes. Imagine a series of matches with these two teams. That'd be good. Make the uh, the friendly rivalry then not so friendly. Cause I, I love the uh, the face-heel dynamic, especially when the Uso just turned heel. Um, that was a fantastic... Uh, fantastic view, like uh, that Hell in the Cell match was great. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was probably again, that was the only highlight of a pretty terrible <laughs> Fabio, but yeah, uh, especially with the fit. But the point is, it's like trying to make it's like we never get it now because they're gonna probably not gonna go against each other. But I think that could have been like a, it's a good thing if they put them on the same show, it could be a thing where that's that made Dell at that time in SmackDown great, mm. and that's what made like the tag division kind of decent again. So I think if they these two teams, because again, the Street Profits, the only problem with the Street Profits has been is mm. that they haven't really had a team that really complements them well. And I think the New Day is a perfect team to do that. Yeah, the problem is they're on different brands. I know, and that's what bothers me. It's like it, I, watching this makes me think, is it time um, to end it? Because it's like, imagine a show. Imagine if you took away the brand stuff and you take yeah. away the kind of everything else yeah, and just put these two teams and maybe Oscar... And the Sasha Bank stuff, and then take away the brand stuff, and then just put it as a match. Uh, it actually was if you take those three or four matches and build them up, it could have mm. been a this could have been a really good f- card. But yeah. I, I think the, the tag team division needs a feud like this just to pick it up again. Mm. And I would say that I would love to have seen it. It won't happen, of course, because he said two different shells. Mm. But I wish it did. It would have been great because I did enjoy stuff. This I did. I did enjoy like the arrogance of um, Xavier Woods, kind of. I think the bit near the beginning where he's sort of shouting at, trying to use um, what was it, profit? Was it profit puns? You know. Yeah. Uh, when they're diving outside the ring, uh, the bit where you said with the working on the whips, um, mm-hmm. you know, Mortez Ford um, pl- uh, sold it very nicely, very good. Um, that kind of stuff. There was some cool, like, kind of like, uh, as you said, I think it was like they were teasing a little bit more of like what they could do, like sort of like some of the high flying stuff was pretty sweet. Um, mm. I liked the bit with the whole, you know, both hitting their finishes and they both kicked out. Especially with, uh, was it the, um, was it, was it called now? I call it like the, it's basically like a big, the big ending, but where they fly from the top. 
That is the big ending. Oh, the um, Midnight Hour. Yeah, it's like they, they kind of brought up that it, it might have lost its intensity because they don't have Big E there now. Yep. And of course, the the frog splash as well by Montez Ford, but then saying the ribs, uh, taking a page from Rob Van Dam's book. Yep, that's going to hurt you as well, especially if your ribs have been taking a kicking. Yes, I like that. I like because it's, it's always that discussion who has the better frog. They said, oh, it's the best frog splash. Like, what is the best frog splash? I mean, it could be the best one now, but ever. Yeah, well, they called it the. That's why it's called the five star frog splash. It's got to be RVD. Yeah, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. But knowing did he ever get the kind of heights that Montez Ford got? Not the heights, no. But he got the he got the pro- projectory that he could travel with that frog splash. Yeah, I mean it's well, it's a very looks intense. Got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we always had a little cool thing with doing the whips, working on the whips. Where like new day of like I think like Kofi was on the apron, kind of with uh, was it the uh, street poppers kind of cup, kind of mm-hmm. the you know. Where's the smokes and that? And it's like it kick the cup away. It's going to play yep. a bit of uh, mind games as well, which is it's nice. Quite nice. But um, yeah, again, again, it's kind of a situation at the end of the match. It kind of ended with, um, I think the hit was it the mm. uh, the double team blockbuster, the kind of yep. slam, and then got was it got the win. It was, but yep. again, it was a good. I think it got better near the end, where it kind of as he always do with these kind of matches, where it's just high intense kind of like, you know, kind of matches. Um, I, f- I forgot. Oh, I forgot the thing with um, Woods. I think he did like a press slam into it. You know, when he literally was lifting Montez Ford. Yes. That's a, that's the second time I've seen that in a couple of weeks. Where about mm-hmm. a person that has no right to be as strong as he is, he's lifting up another man. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, and obviously done it and hit it. It was he lifted him up and then chucked him into the knees again. Mm-hmm. Great move to work on the whips. But I'm just remember watching that. It's like like it's like um, was it silver when what's the AW? It's like. A person like that should your strength shouldn't be holding, press slamming people. No, it's just not a thing. It's it's not supposed to happen. But um, yeah, so it kind of ended uh, again. It got really good near the end, but again, as you said, it kind of felt like they could have put more. But for what they were giving them, what thirteen minutes mm-hmm. for what they were trying to do, um, yeah. From the time they gave it, it's very entertaining. I think it was a good match personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Yeah, it was, just, it was just good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match again. I thought I potentially do do a bit more. I thought uh, I thought the street boys could try and get a bit more offense in. If Montez Ford's got injured ribs, can they have Woods have an injury or Kofi have an injury? Play their own mind games. Maybe Montez Ford like is playing Francesco and plays the trombone and smashes the trombone, something like that. Those kind of mind games. Um, yeah, if, they, if they're using the props that the prop cuts as a reference, use something else. Yeah, I think I think I think that would be a thing if this was just um, an actual feud and not just a one-off occurrence. Yeah, he um, said you've just you've just given them totally ideas to um, mm-hmm. extend well, the feud. So they they start uh, playing with ideas. It it's quite friendly, you know. They got pancakes. Um, the street probably start just like throwing them at them or shoving down someone's throat or whatever. Uh, but then you touch Francesca. Oh, now you've gone too far there. You know, that kind of, you know, it's like they start upping it, upping it, up it, kind of like ribbing each other pretty much. It's friendly rather than then it crosses the line somewhere. Then it gets personal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to be honest, I wish that, um, yeah, I kind of wish this wasn't just a one-off. I would like to just be like the, the feud of the, like, mm. uh, this is the kind of feud that you would put on, like keep it for a couple of months and then make a way to make it the feud of the summer. Yeah. Next year. Like, because mm-hmm. then I can, I could, 
especially it was all maybe like maybe a few due in like January to like the the dead or like the, the kind of dead years. You know, mm-hmm. like um, in wrestling in WWE, they always have that time after WrestleMania where it's just completely dead, like yep. with ideas vacuum. Maybe put this in there and just have, so it, you can. They're both entertaining. They're both good what they do. Mm. I enjoy both of them. So put them in a team uh, program and just let them do the thing. Obviously, they mm. put them on the same show or something. I don't know, but um, I want I want to see this. But I guess and it's that's a good thing if I want to see it. Mm. So always always leave them wanting more, as they say. Yeah, wanting more and wanting more tag teams because they've got we have no more tag teams. I think a problem we can only really name the new day. Uh, and Street Profits. What other tag teams do we have? Hurt Business, if you count them. Hurt bi- not really Business. Not really a tag team, more of a faction. Um, yeah, but you could you could do a tag team, if you know what I mean. So they could... Seamus, not Seamus, Cesaro and Nakamura, although they've always felt know. like they've kind of just been thrown together. I don't know if they're still together, though. Because they they've kind I'd, of been off TV since, so they yeah. lost the title, so... Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Um, the tag team is not really WWE's kind of forte. Um, but they were doing so well a few years ago they had a great amount of teams yeah but then like anything we know how much Vince doesn't like tag teams Mm. Uh, how many many splits of tag teams they did um, both in the men's and the women's tag team division in that that draft in the last like couple of weeks months as well it was ridiculous oh god I mean yes there's a reason why I think uh, there's a reason why on the top 10 PWI best tag teams of the year 2020 Mm -hmm. the top 2 our AEW tag teams. Is it FTR and Young Bucks by any chance? Uh, it's FTR and um, Kenny Omega and um, Hangman and Page. Okay. Um, but yeah, like three tag teams in like out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. It just shows how good that tag division is. So yeah. Um, only only one that was on the list of finished WWE was um, New Day. Or New Day? Mm. Were Profits on there? I don't think so. They might have been. They might have been fifth. Okay, so, okay. The two, so, so the two teams we've just seen are on that list, I think. So it just shows that how good these teams are. So if, if if they were smart, they would put them together in a program and just let them do their thing. Mm. Build build up the tag division that way. But I'm not booking it sadly. So no, nope. we just have to ex- we just have to accept what they're doing. But um, yeah, good match here. Um, now obviously we go into uh, the next match, a match that I've got to be honest wasn't <laughs> again wasn't really they haven't built it at all you know intercontinental champion Sami Zayn um, mm. going against um, the US champion Bobby Lashley yeah the only kind of real intrigue with this match was like a backstage statement which was like a WWE like exclusive it wasn't really on Smackdown um, Sami Zayn was talking about how he beat Apollo Crews he won by count out and that's much more impressive than pinning someone uh, pinning a big guy to the mat for three seconds keeping him outside the ring for 10 seconds that's really good that's actually more impressive um, and it kind of um, planting the kind of seeds uh, or kind of the idea of okay how's how is Sami Zayn going to overcome this you know how is he going to beat uh, Bobby Lashley the, he's not going to win, beat him by pure strength you know he's got the technical ability but with this Sami Zayn um, and this actually goes into um, goes into a line I think that um, Michael Cole was it Michael Cole said uh, that there's there's this clash here is not just two champions here and two different styles. Uh, we've got two different personalities completely. Um, he didn't he didn't go into what the personalities was, but in my head it's like, okay. Let's think of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn he's he's very crafty. He's cowardly. He's very clever. 
um, very talkative, uh, kind of like childish, uh, brattish. And on the other hand, you've got Bobby Lashley, who doesn't have a personality. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a big guy that's basically like, um, he's just lately because he's part of her business has basically become more focused. Yeah, he's he's just basically a big strong man that's basically yeah. like his job is basically to hurt people. Yeah, that's why he's the CEO of mm-hmm. the hurt business. Yep. that's what he does. Um, but um, yeah, wasn't I think as always with these matches, what makes them entertaining is Sami Zayn' um, yep. ability to um, entertain with his cowardliness. His cowardliness um, and initiative. Yes, again, we all know how much I enjoyed that initiative and that three-way ladder match. Um. But uh, while basically this whole match was basically Sami Zayn trying to go the Hurt Business to hit him, so he can yeah. get a DQ win. He didn't anticipate, even though he didn't, even though he's pretty intelligent, he didn't and didn't anticipate that the Hurt Business would all be down at ringside, making sure that Sami Zayn didn't try anything funny, and Sami Zayn tried a lot of things funny. He did. He walked. He kept like you know confronting them. He kept trying to. Um, I don't know, trying to get him to hit him, um, but every time he can try to confront him, Bobby Lashley just came out and beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, just Bobby Lashley being Bobby Lashley, you know, doing, you know, chucking him around, mm-hmm. suplexes, all kind of stuff. And Sami Zayn was just trying to escape. They did a nice little callback um, to two years ago when Bobby Lashley was in his, okay, I'm going to hold him in a suplex for about two hours up here, oh, yeah. showing this is how strong I am. Gave Sami Zayn vertigo, giving Sami Zayn vertigo kind of like flashbacks. Ah, oh, nice little callback there, but no, he hasn't got vertigo anymore. Goes for the roll-up. That was quite nice. Actually, he remembered. He remembered what happened. That was cool. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so I always I always like that kind of stuff, but um, it's just like, try anything. It just it totally works. Like, he's literally the most smartest, conniving mm. heel. Uh, that you could ever find but why it's entertaining because it's like as someone said it's basically him mm. but toned up to 11 because it's, yeah. it's people some people say he's like really annoying <laughs> so <laughs> it's like he's taking that and turned up to 10 and that's why I think it works because it's just him yeah so that's why I think it's more entertaining mm. than maybe someone trying to play mm. someone they're not mm. that's what this, I feel that's what I enjoy it this match could have had it had the potential to play more especially with Survivor Series theme so how is Sammy going to survive Bobby Lashley but also the Hurt Business all around here uh, so he plays his own game of Survivor Series uh, of trying to eliminate each member of the Hurt Business um, I thought they could have done this as well as injuring Bobby Lashley where Bobby Lashley runs into the uh, post injury in the shoulder that's something to work with um, Sammy Zen at one point is trying to undo the turnbuckle to expose it uh, but Shelton Benjamin puts a stop to that. If I was Sami Zayn, I'd try to get the referee's attention going, oh, look what a, look what Shelton Benjamin's trying to do. He's trying to undo the turnbuckle. Right, you out. Well, it wasn't me. I wasn't trying to take it off. So he ends up shifting the blame onto the, um, the Hurt Business uh, individually and then doing it one by one. Like, oh, he undid, he undid the turnbuckle. He did this, he did that, when actually Sami Zayn initiated it. It would be it would be nice because then it he said it works on his kind of like he's a smart dude so he's just trying yeah. to you know outsmart. It would have been nice to maybe go on that, but again it was mm. just kind of a situation where you tried it, nothing was happening. You're like oh, okay, and you're just waiting for that time when 
Bobby Lashley kind of um, took yeah. him out. Uh, we had that stu- silly thing at the end where he got was it M- uh, was it MVP was kind of like you know just trash talking saying no oh, you, you want to talk now and then yeah. Sammy Zayn was trying to get away and obviously um, trips up over um, MVP. Like- well, when I say trips up. It's like the most like minute of touches. I mean he'll make a, a footballer's run for their money when it comes to the- yeah. It's basically doing a foot basically doing a footballer's dive. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and then it's like he tripped me it's like and also a bit of, as you said earlier like childish type things like yeah. he tripped me it's like I didn't see it. it's like no but he tripped me he should be disqualified yeah. came back in the ring got um, walked uh, was it MVP threw him into the ring yeah which he'll, he won't shut up about that the MVP put his hands on me he should have been disqualified well he'll that on Smackdown yeah, but that's why it's good. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how many times I see comments being, "Oh my god, he's an, like um, on Sami Zayn," when it's like, "Oh my god, I hate Sami Zayn. He's so annoying." It's like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. He's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be hateable. I want him to succeed because he's very clever. He's, he's very good. He's very good at being annoying, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's why I think I was liking it more. But yeah, mm-hmm. so obviously going back in the ring, and obviously then and then hit the um, what's it? I uh, the hurt lock, um, full Nelson, basically yep. the masterpiece. Um, kind of a thing uh, got mm. that obviously Sami Zayn basically submitted we gave up and mm. um, yeah end the match and obviously no surprise kind of when you think about it going for the match uh, Bob I thought uh, Sami Zayn would have maybe found a sneaky way to win but yeah. um, but he didn't so obviously per business one Bobby Lashley will get a point I guess if they're counting mm. probably not but yeah but um, yeah and then obviously at the end you had the bit where basically Sami Zayn is being a conspiracy nut that he is going mm-hmm. oh you know trying to end you got Corey Graves kind of going yeah I saw him do it it's like yeah that's going to help uh, but it's it, except for that it was just it was as a match it was just okay what seven minutes it was, just, no, it was a nothing match really wasn't it they, they should have played with Sami trying to get rid of the hurt business one by one um, it could have ended you could still have that moment where MVP uh, he, he can't get rid of MVP He's trying all sorts of different things and he's not budging at all. He's just calm and collective, so he tries that, that tactic of that trip. And nope, MVP throws him into the ring. You can still have that finish, but get rid of uh, Cedric and Shelton by by some means. Do a, do an Eddie. Do an Eddie. Bring a chair into the ring. Ref's down. Oh, I fall down. He's hit me with a chair. Oh, crap. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't do that, to be fair. I mean, Something like that, yeah. Again, I'm bringing up AW. I apologise, but it's because it's, I mean, it's they, yeah. it's just that they they did it quite nicely with the MGF mm. thing. But it's like I could have seen it. Just like try, um, try that because that's mm. always entertaining. Because doing an Eddie spot with trying to trick the ref is always mm. fun. So do it. If you're going to go there, go for it. But mm. I don't know. Just uh, when I like Cowley heels, I like that. So why mm. not go all in with it? And, and that yeah. wasn't a pun. Trust me, that wasn't intentional. There we go. It's just it's it's a common phrase. Um but um You're yeah. all out of puns. Yeah. Oh Josh. No. No. <laughs> well to be fair, you you're good at puns, so you know. So anyway, uh, but yeah, this match you'll see, so I guess in it's a situation with um Sami Zayn's got more to complain about, so it works yep. in his character. And then uh, the way they push kind of Bobby Lashley, mm. he's mm-hmm. on a roll at the moment, so and I think they heal. Are they heal? I think so, yeah. Well, with the whole um, uh, situation where they're kind of attacked by uh, Retribution, like you thought... Yeah, but no one likes Retribution anyway. <laughs> I know, it's like they, but they, were like they were the face by default. But uh, yeah. anyway, I don't know. But you know that they just realised the reason they... I'm surprised they didn't get involved. 
Um, but I guess they really want some people to forget about the storyline because it's not good. It's, good. it's not good. But, um, but, but yeah, so that's ended that. So, um, you know, it was fine. It was what it was. They gave it. They didn't give it too much time, so it didn't hurt anyone. So, you know, it's one of those things. But um, yeah, so next one match we went to was they went to obviously the match we talked about in the intro. Uh, was it Oscar the uh, War Women's Champion going against Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion? Um, again, as you said, this is a match we've seen. I mean, the whole it was a basically it was a summer feud. Hmm. With the whole yeah. Bailey and thing, you know. Yeah, no, uh, no Bailey this time, uh, obviously. So and Sasha's sort of face uh, this time around. Both of them are faces actually. They pointed out that Sasha has never beaten Oscar like kind of clean uh, by pin or submission. So this is the first win for Sasha over Oscar, and very cleverly so with uh, the, the roll up. But um, no, here we go. Yeah, Sasha Banks is basically the why. What I like about it is it's a situation of uh, the kind of rights or the wrongs that kind of her character has had. Yes. Like she's won a title, but she has she's successfully defended it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's obviously she hasn't beaten Oscar. Now she has. Maybe another one you can say um, she's never had a lengthy title reign um, in WWE. Um, no. If you don't count NXT. You don't count NXT. Yeah, so maybe like have a situation where her next challenge is to make sure she can hold that title as long as possible. And that next challenge is most like Carmella. Uh, Carmella was nowhere to be seen. Again, surprised again. I, I honestly thought um, she would get involved in costing a match. Yeah, but, or attack afterwards, something. Yeah, yeah but then I, I guess it just shows how much they don't care about this. <laughs> it sounds really horrible, but it's just like it did feel. Some of it did feel like that, in the sense of like how they put you know put it together. But um, but again, it's what you expect from these two great stuff. Um, I always love their counters, the way they kind of always counter into like their submission moves. Um, I love. I, I think the way that kind of Sasha always counters Oscar or, uh, to get into the bank statement is always fun, and yeah. I always like the way Oscar always finds a way to get either the Oscar lock mm. or like the kind of you know like the, the ankle lock or some sort of submission move. I think again, it's been proven time and time again over the summer. It's got good chemistry. I mean, it's just yeah. It's always entertaining. I don't think I've watched the match where I've gone, my God, this sucks. So it doesn't. Like the first five minutes was pretty hectic as well. They they almost did like a full 20-minute match in the space of five minutes. There was a lot going on. Um, like the quick counters is very high-paced. Sasha is... They've all got their own tactics. Sasha's trying to work on the arm. There's an arm bar. There's an arm scissors. Asuka, as you mentioned, is trying to work on that ankle as well. So... Um, like a, a, a new kind of target there. And they pointed out the uh, mentality of these wrestlers and the experiences they had when Sasha was locked in the Asuka lock. So you could see Sasha was panicking, whereas when uh, Sasha almost locked in the uh, bank statement to Asuka, Asuka was, she just about caught it, but kept herself composed, calm and collected. Well, it's like, again, it's, it's as much as who's more the submission expert. I mean, mm. it, Sasha Banks has a submission mm. finisher, but when you think about it, Oscar's kind of has been like built up as this kind of like ta- tactician kind of like, you know, submission expert. Mm. Like she can get you in all kinds of holds that could, you know, I've always found anyway. I've always thought she was that kind of wrestler, that kind of. So I could understand why she'd probably be a bit more calm when she was in like a bank statement mm. than like maybe Sasha Banks, because obviously, uh, was it that, was it when the ankle locks? Like, I don't think I've seen Oscar do an ankle lock in a while. So maybe she's like, oh, I haven't seen this before. Hmm. Um, so maybe that might be why but, but again it's just it was it was just good stuff I mean you had that bit kind of near the end as well it was like always loved that, that them spots with the 
they get a pin. Then they try and get a pin, get a two, and then they roll into pins, you know? Mm-hmm. I always like that kind of stuff, probably because it's like you always wait for that one where maybe you might get the three. So it's got that kind of um, edge of your seat type thing. Yeah. Again, I think I also liked was the bit with the, um, was it, was it like Shasta Banks chucked and was Oscar outside the ring and then kind of like one-upmanship where like she sat on the second rope and said, yeah, you're going to come in then. It's like a sort of like one-upmanship. Mm-hmm. And then Oscar done the same thing. There so we go. I, I kind of like, I, it shows that obviously there is kind of some mutual respect there. Because um, obviously they're both faces at this point, right? So Yes, um, there's one-upmanship. Uh, there's mutual uh, respect, but obviously it's still a competition. Uh, they want to show who's the most dominant champion. And Sasha has something to prove. She hasn't beaten Oscar. Yeah, so th- I mean, I think I think what made this match interesting was probably nothing to do with anything to do with the brand warfare whatsoever. Nope. It's just like the kind of it. It was exactly what you like for like an NXT match or like a mm-hmm. just a matchup where it's just basically two wrestlers that respect each other, want to do better, battling out to try and outdo each other, and that's what this match felt like. I mean, it, I like the bit kind of the, during the matches where it felt like um, she was like, like they were worn out. You know, like it was like such a battle. Yes. Between those two, it's like you know, like they're just like slowing down. The pace is slowing down because like they've tried everything to try and beat each other. It's just not working, and it's just mm. like I like that because again, it feels like a proper contest and a war. Mm. And those matches are always good. Well, yeah, nine times out of ten, they're always good. But um, yeah, I think uh, and obviously Diggers, you got the win, and um, Sasha Sasha Banks. Yeah, I think it's just like I think they're trying to right some wrongs with her, or she's getting this her first. First time probably since she's come up to the main roster. It's like, is she finally going to maybe push you for a change? Give her a lengthy title run. Um, see if she's the face that kind of runs the place for a bit until... Is Charlotte on Raw or on SmackDown? Because she's disappeared. Uh, I think she's on Raw. Yeah. I think. Cause, um, I'm, bit, I'm surprised because she's Charlotte Flair. She'll turn up on SmackDown. Uh, they'll continue that rivalry. Um, feud with... Feud with Charlotte for a bit, I'd say, um, and then when Becky Lynch comes back, if she comes back, if she comes back, uh, they said, oh, she could be back for the Rumble. It's like, wow, okay, two months afterwards, um, so someone's no. going to be home. What to be after the little one? Well, to be fair, well, to be fair, though, I think um, was it the uh, the pictures. I think like Seth and Becky have kind of um, there's like baby pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah, people like that stuff. I don't know why, but yeah. But um, yeah, so she pictures them like, you know, like photo shoot with her being pregnant. Yeah. Um, where did she leave? I think she left. That was after Money in the Bank. So Money in the Bank was a pay-per-view after WrestleMania. So that was, was it the one? No, or was it two after WrestleMania? So that was around May, I think. So she's not even close to being... Haven't, I mean, <laughs> I guess I don't understand well, was it, it's biology. Just, I thought she was expecting it. I thought she was expecting this month or next month. I think so. I don't know. I mean, what a shocker. I haven't been paying attention about Becky no. Lynch's... Because uh, that's, uh, that's someone's personal life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people would, but I'm not. But yeah, so that's the reason why mm. Seth's going to be away. But the point is, yeah, I don't think she's going to be back for a while. If she comes back, she might not. She has kind of they kind of teased that, you know, or kind of said that she might not come back. Mm. Um, but yes, that could happen. But yes, at the moment, so... But Sasha Banks definitely... Um, I think they're going to keep the title as much as possible because obviously the whole Mandalorian thing, she's in that. So they've, uh, got, yes. the, they've got the mainstream appeal for her. She's got that kind of mainstream yeah. notoriety, is that's the word. So mm. maybe they can, you know, you know, wrestling, you kind of need the star power of like the mainstream. So maybe mm. they might keep her the champion just to get a bit more of that. Viewers coming in. But hopefully Sasha has a long title reign. 
and um, Oscar again. Who she should go against? Nobody knows. They're probably it. Probably be Lana. That's um, kind of a nice tie-in to <laughs> the next match um, that's on the card. Is uh, the yes. second five-on-five five, um, Survivor Series eliminator match between Raw and SmackDown. The women's um, with um, obviously Team Raw with um, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. Going against uh, Priyanka uh, Belair, Ruby Riot, Liz Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. Um, there was one or two um, interesting thing here. I'm sure on Raw, it originally was supposed to be Dana Brooke and uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, but obviously, I don't know if that... I have rumors that actually that is an injury thing. They're playing mm-hmm. it as an injury on the show, but I yeah. don't know if that... I think that actually is an injury. So, yeah. anyway, so, so they, had to repla- they had to replace yeah. them. Mandy Rose got attacked by basically Shayna and Nia, just trying to kick the crap out of everyone else, uh, including poor Lana, who they're just basically bullying Lana. Um, for nine weeks in a row, they put her through an announce table. And this nine is weeks be, in a row. What, what makes it even funnier? Mm. I'm not saying it's funny because obviously putting someone through a table with nine is not, but what, yeah. what, what makes me laugh about it mm. is like, they think this is going to put her over. They yeah. think this, this, this is their version of a push. It's like, no. no, no. It's like, what it, all, it, all it proves is basically what I've put on my notes. It's kind of obvious. It's like, um, is it seems like their version is, how can we try and push her? But then mm-hmm. kind of, we feel like we need to punish her because some people are saying it's because of her. WWE were like on the, figured out the Twitch thing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's true because you know what rumors like, you don't know where to believe. Or if it's something that Miro has been saying about the company, which would just be, that's what it looked like. They are petty. They would do that. It, it, looked, so it looked petty as shit. It's like, if, is this because of fucking Miro? Is that it? Is that the reason? It's just, um, it, 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 the problem, funny thing is, well, the annoying thing is, it's like, that's what it feels like. It feels like it's a punishment more than a push. Yeah. You know? Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so what you said, nine, nine. And what made it worse is they actually done the spots at the beginning. Like, yes, we're putting them through nine people for nine times, and then they counted them nine times. With a counter. And then it, it's like, what is wrong with you people in that booking department? I mean, yeah. if you want to put a situation where you want Lana as this kind of like she's getting bullied. Mm. Um, that's kind of ironic because obviously Nia Jax was, wasn't she like a couple years ago at WrestleMania involved in a bullying storyline with Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she's the bully. And in this match, uh, if they're bringing that up, that, that, that bullying storyline with Nia Jax is bullying Lana. She's not allowed to be tagged in, uh, as they're saying in the kind of backstage segment. Um, and the kind of payoff to it, so we're jumping forward a bit, uh, but Lana wins by count out. So she's the only person surviving. Surely, you know, if, you, if you've got like a monster on your team like Nia Jax is and is eliminating everyone, you want to take down the beast, take down the monster. Just have a little betrayal. Just do that. So get Nijax on the announce table. Get Lana set up. Get Lana to put Nia through the announce table. Or both. Put Shayna and Nia through the announce table. Nice little payoff. A nice little middle finger. Fuck you, you two. Fuck you, bullying. Bullying's bad. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> they didn't do that. Uh, but we're getting no. to a bit more. Uh, but okay. as, as my... Sorry, man. It just, um, you know. That's uh, all right. Because <laughs> we were just on the subject of get... it. Yeah. No, no. It's just like it's it's always as much as I love to do start from the the end, uh, start from the finish and work away to yeah. the, the start. Um, mm. It's um, it doesn't work in linear story, you know, no. talking. So we're 
anyone watching or listening probably knows about the finish anyway so um we were talking yeah we were talk we were talking about the the kind of like changes going on to another gripe i have with this uh with this match or with a certain booking that happened um both uh mandy and dana brooke are taken out dana's taken out by retribution uh they bring in the team of lacey evans and peyton royce who were never a team they had never have been a team. They just threw them together randomly. No qualifying. They just put in the match. And they did a backstage segment about, although like a team or whatever, or Lacey's very much very pro kind of, yay, team with Peyton. You can see deep down into Peyton's eyes. Peyton's, Peyton's was brilliant in this match as well, by the way. Yeah, it's, um, it's best performance, I think. I've seen yeah. from her. Um, but you can just see in that interview, I think that was an exclusive interview as well, network exclusive. You just see in the eyes going, I don't want to fucking pair with Lacey. Why can't I do this with Billy Kay? Why, why, can, why can't we do it with the Iconics? You know what makes it worse? Um, yeah. Is that, do you know what they're doing with Peyton Royce at the moment? Go on. Yeah, they're basically, it was about, during the, pre- the kickoff show, basically she's gone yeah. around, given given her out a CV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bit what? where, uh, yeah, literally, I've, I, I didn't know what was into them, but that apparently it was a backstage segment with the SmackDown team, the Benz. Right. And um, basically, Paint Royce was coming like, oh, he got, here's my CV if you need like anything. And it's like, even K- uh, King Corbin was like looking at it going, like the confused face of like, mm. what? <laughs> and it's like, her whole thing is like, it looks like she's trying to find a job or like trying to find like a CV. And I'm just yeah. looking at this going, and especially when I've watched um, Chris Van Vliet's kind of interview with Peyton Royce. Yeah, and Billy Kay. It's obvious they're great friends. So why split them up? It just it baffles it, me. It baffles yeah. me. But, but, but two more, they're best friends, basically having the fun, and they're but great together. And they split mm-hmm. them up for what reasons? Because yes, they want to push Peyton Royce, but you can't. They still can't be together. They have done it with the New Day. Why can't they do yeah. it with this? They're, they're not allowed to. Is that stipulation? Oh, they're not allowed to be a tag team anymore. What's stopping them from being singles competitors and the other one being their manager by their side? You can still have your antics. You can work around that if you don't want them as a tag team. But you've got a women's tag team championship and they're one of your best teams and they're not allowed to compete for the bloody title. It's so dumb. It's like, so why split them up to then put her back in a tag team? It's an iconic fuck up by WWE. It really is. Very nice. Very true. Very true though. But, um, yeah, so obviously that happened. Um, oh God, WWE, why do you do this to me? Why split up? Uh, it had something good there, and they, had to, they got rid of it because, again, it seems like Vince hates tag teams for some reason. Yeah, basically, uh, the, basically the whole kind of match was kind of the first half of the match was the first elimination. Was a situation where Lana tagged in. She had some moment. She had some time with against Natalia, mm. uh, but then obviously uh, nobody wanted to tag tag her because obviously mm. everyone in that team sucks because they're horrible mm-hmm. human, pe- uh, human beings yep. um, apparently even Peyton Royce that shocks me but you know you know it's one of those things but um, yeah and obviously Nia Jax finally pinned her uh, was it tagged her I mean and then kind of said stand in the corner of the ring mm-hmm. or like the ste- steps step on the steps like a school child and I was like oh and, and Donald's there looking like she's about to burst into tears like, there was like a face off with Shayna it was like just punch Shayna in the face please God, be honest, do, like- do something I can't be honest. I, I don't mind that because it's like, mm. wouldn't you be? It's like that's how demeaning. Like you would be upset, yeah. but I think it's like what bothers me about it. It's like she didn't do anything. It was a bit near the end of the mm. first elimination. Mm. Um, was the bit where like was it was it uh, mm. Bailey was on top, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Going to do, I think, I don't know what she can do, like a splash to everyone outside. Yes. And then, obviously, um, it Peyton, was it Belonco Belair kind of went there and done a suplex onto everyone? Uh, that, was, that was Peyton Royce as well, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, she mm-hmm. done a super, they done a suplex out to, like, on the outside. Mm-hmm. One, that that landing, ouch. That was a hard landing. You got how many people? Well. That, how many people you got in that wing? They like, went uh, down outside. hard. Yeah. Like, how how many people you got? Like the, the whole thing about that spot is you're supposed to catch it, right? Yeah. And it's slow like, it down. Like, Every, everyone fell down nicely, but that landing was hard. It's like there's no way. <laughs> just, <laughs> With all just, those people around. It's like it's apparently like there's like a there was like a a, a spot like there's like it was this yeah. You know, how the hell did them like like they miss that? It's like it felt, it felt, it didn't feel like an obvious spot when they do it. It felt horrible. Yeah. Just like they landed awkwardly. It's like, oh. But what bothered me about it is like Lana just stood there. Why didn't she like, I don't know, push Bailey off the top rope? Why didn't yeah. she like try and get involved and said, screw this, I'm going to get involved in this match. You don't like it. Yeah. Um, what people said that's right about Lana is like, the whole thing was about her not belonging, right? People don't think yeah. she belongs. Show it. Yeah. It's not, I mean... Just do a spot where she eliminates one or two women and just make a show that she does belong there. But instead of just making a stand there and looking like... Yeah, where she plays a factor actually into those eliminations, but she doesn't get credit for it because, you know, she pushes Bailey off the rope or whatever and then nijacks it, Simone drop, whatever. But if it hadn't been for Lana pushing Bailey off, Bailey wouldn't have been eliminated, that kind of thing. You know, she doesn't get the credit even though, you know, she caused that to happen. Then that major factor into them being eliminated they could have they could have played with that and then she's not getting the recognition yeah she's she's not being tagged in but she's leading to the people being eliminated and then the frustration kicks in then a spot put them through the announce table so many cool ideas we could have done but then the one they did choose uh, mm-hmm. But obviously, this uh, was the after that spot with the outside. It was Peyton Moritz brought, um, was it Bailey back in the wing? Hit her as a deja, was it deja vu um, kind of neck breaker? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And kind of, um, yeah, pinned Bailey that got eliminated first. That for yeah. my predictions sucked because I put Bailey as the sole survivor. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> Damn saying. Damn it, <laughs> It's like, what, yet again, they've done a thing where they've eliminated probably the best mm-hmm. person in that match first. I think in one year he done it where Becky Lynch got eliminated first. She's like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, that was uh, annoying. But but before you can think, you know, you had her as an Italia kind of, um, at first she uh, she came in and kind of beat down, trying to hit that, she tried to hit this weird submission where she kind of tried to, I don't know, she was trying to like a, you know, like a sun, uh, basically like mm. she was trying to lock her legs to try and do another submission move, but she kind of couldn't lock it in. So she kind of like basically... And basically, oh, screw it. Let's just let's do a let's do a sharpshoot. Stick, Stick to what, to what works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's trying to be like, she'll try something different. It didn't work, so mm. try something else. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, um, got the sharpshooter, got the um, made um, Royce tap. Um, again, as I said, she looked good. Uh, Peyton Royce, because uh, she hasn't wrestled a lot when she was the Iconics, and I don't watch. Mm. Um, I haven't seen. She's pretty decent, but um, again, someone rightly said like, mm. so you get the win against Bailey. That's a big thing. Mm. You pin her. Mm. And then you get eliminated straight away. Eliminated straight away. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what else also pretty decent, which I quite liked as well. And it's again going back to the the promotion that should not be named. We don't talk about this promotion. As um, Peyton Royce had, uh, I'm not quite sure what it was called. I'm just going to call it the Tarantula because it just reminded me of what Tajiri used to do when he used to do that illegal submission hold on the ropes, um, locking uh, Bailey up in the ropes here. 
And Corey Graves gives the line, oh, I give that hold a perfect 10. Oh. It's like, oh, very well done. It's like, it's... Very, de- yeah. very well done. <laughs> Obviously sweet. referencing uh, Sean Spears there, Peyton Royce's husband. The married, yeah, yeah husband. Yeah. Um, are they? I think. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. The marriage, yeah. Sean Spears in AEW, previously known as Ty Ginger or the perfect 10. So yeah, that's what the reference was. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's like, um, I like little things. <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> I call it Corey. Well done. I appreciated that. Yeah, I, li- I like a bit of, you know, like, I like them kind of calls where it's like, maybe the casual viewer know, but us um, hardcore mm. fans spotted that. So, mm. um, but um, yeah, so, but yeah, well, so Peyton, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Peyton Royce, got to be honest, but because um, it seems like they kind of, they're putting a tag team when they could have put another tag, keeper with tag team she was already in. And mm. she seems more happier to be in that tag the iconics than she was with this team. She's gonna she's gonna be in the tag team with Lacey Evans, isn't she? They're just gonna do horrible. that bollocks. That's a horrible yeah. idea. Horrible but idea. Hey, but what do I know? I don't, but apparently <laughs> um so yeah, so we obviously had after that was obviously that so that's actually was an even elimination for a change. Not like a so no clean sweep sweep in this match. Nope. Um so yes, and obviously next we had the again Another overused move, but it's still cool to see the women do it. It's um, a Spanish fly. I think Evans on Bianca Bella. That looked cool. That was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously we got a bit with the situation mm-hmm. where, obviously, you forget Ruby Wright and um, Liz, Liz Morgan was in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really do much, <laughs> got to be honest. They had some cool moments, but... Not until like kind of later on when they were the final three with Bianca Belair. You know, kind of holding back, you know, conserving their energy. They've still got Nia Jackson's chain of bases to get through. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, and I, I do like the Riot Squad, though. I just, um, again, I mm. just wish um, they were given more to do, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but yeah, so obviously, what was it? Well, we now three. Was it? We got? Was it? Who's left? We've got Bianca Belair. We have uh, the Riot, the Riot Squad, and we have Natalia. I think still is in there yeah. at this point. Yep. Natalia locks in a sharpshooter on Lacey Evans. Uh, Baszler comes in to try and break it up. Natalia then puts the sharpshooter on Baszler. And Lacey Evans, with a woman's right, knocks out Natalia and eliminates her. The winningest uh, female. I think, has she made the most... Um, did they say... Has she got the most eliminations for women's Survivor Series matches? Something like that? Or oh, I think this this might be like her... Was it her 10th? No, it was Sheamus's 10th appearance. I'm mixing people up. But she, she's got a very impressive stat regarding Survivor Series. I can't remember what it was there. <laughs> <laughs> Got confused here. It's so much stuff to think about. I did get confused. There's a lot of stats. Yes, and we know how much you love stats and all that kind of stuff, man. Well, you're you're a big statistician. That's fair. Yes, I mean the whole the whole thing with the anyway, yeah. But you do love that, so I get a satisfaction from satisfaction. (laughs) Wow! Wow, Josh! Wow! (laughs) Satisfaction. Oh God! But um, yeah, so carrying on. Yes, yeah, so obviously after that we had uh, we'll see was it Shayna Baszler uh, eliminated Ruby Wright, uh, kind of um, kind of um, it was an interesting one. I remember this now. It's like a bit where she was it was a situation where she had the Kuba clutch on on, but then a Ruby Wright kind of countered it, um, kind of like you know like the thing. The, I like these pins where it's like schoolboy pin where it's like mm. they win a submission, but then they turn it so but because Baszler's shoulders were down, but obviously yep. the ref was distracted, um, so didn't see it. Yeah, and the hold is and the hold is still in. So the pin for like five seconds, but the ref turns around. It's too late. One, two, Ruby passes out. Because, because yeah, because it's, again, it's like she's still got the hold, so eventually she just passed out. Again, it's a nice finish. Mm-hmm. Got, that's, it's, I haven't seen that before. Uh, my yeah. first re- my first reaction was kind of like, oh, that's silly. But then when I thought about it, watched it again, it was like, actually, it's kind of smart. 
it's actually yeah. really it's a different finish you know but um yeah obviously them obviously got the um obviously was it Lacey Evans got eliminated by Liz Morgan with that kind of I say it's a, it's a crucifix bomb like to a pin type situation yeah there's a kind of kind of cool again crucifix it, it's basically it looks to me it just looks like a pin situation where it just slams yep. them on the floor but it looks cool yeah Livers is getting the yeah Livers getting the offense in a few strikes um and grapples um then putting in that crucifix bomb pin yeah and Lacey Evans has dealt with there we go nice defense from Liv Yep, and then before you knew it again, um, and then all of a sudden you got uh, was it Nia Jax is basically like hit basically Samoan drop on um, Liz Morgan. She's out, mm. so it's like okay, cool. <laughs> Any momentum anyone's gone, she's out quickly. Mm. Oh. Uh, so then we had the kind of final kind of a situation where we had um, who else did we have? We had I think it was uh, Nia Jax, and mm. so it was like the final two at this point. I think. Uh, well, it's three. It's a three on one situation now. You've got. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Lana, who's still on the steps, and Bianca Belair, who yeah, so it's a two on one effectively, yeah, even though it's three on one. Yeah, so basically, I think have this uh, this match pretty much for me shows how Bianca Belair is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's just uh, was it a bit when she's there, she's like seeing you know, attacking both of them, doing like mm-hmm. flips, mm-hmm. Uh, kind of athletic, uh, shows how athletic she is, kind of cool moves she can hit, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. Really. It was just proper like it feel like a you know kind of balls to the wall i'm on my own here um yeah. i've got to do something right uh so i mean it's that kind of stuff again it's like yeah, drop kicks you have four arms you had that like, flips over it was great the backflip over nia jackson the corner was cool yeah it's really cool stuff um but obviously this 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 part of the match is kind of the, the question is like the elimination of um obviously Shayna baszler interesting one something we're not yeah something we've not seen for a while the the five count. You've got to break the hole in five seconds, otherwise you're disqualified. We've not seen. Well, when was the last time that's happened? Um, not in a match. Not, not, not. Yeah, not in that way. Um, no. You could sit there and say it makes her look not great because again, she's like, well, why is she not breaking the hold? But yeah. because in the situation, like you're sitting going, if she if she's passed out, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair after mm-hmm. obviously the Cuba clutch is mm-hmm. like, shouldn't she technically release the hold? If she thinks she's out. But, yeah. But I think it's because her, it might be because her arm was on the rope. Like I think because she was actually passed out. Yeah, collapsed at the the same time. Basically, he was knocked out, touching the rope. Referee saw that, didn't see that Bianca Bear was uh, was passed out. Kept the count: one, two, three, or five. Baszler four. It was completely fine because she was already out. Check, but the referee didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's you could say it's a silly one because like, why didn't she release? But then you know, it's um, objective, I guess. It's just a way to protect. It's just a way to protect Shayna. Yeah, because then I think at least she's been doing something this time, and you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, and obviously had the bit with them we were in the final two between Bronco Bella and um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax being Nia Jax basically just like had enough of this. Um, her, uh, she basically cleaned house with her favorite, her favorite piece of furniture, the uh, announce table. Um, yep. Just about going to do like the usual things to be into Lana for the last couple of weeks, but um, yep. Bronco Bella got out of it. Uh, pushed her into the steps again the Nijax did yeah. not sell at all no she didn't sell though like early on as well she got a kick to the face she didn't sell um what what else is there there was a ddt she didn't sell it's like come on that's, that's <laughs> not cool man i mean it's, if it's one no. thing if one thing i trust in fans respect is we respect good mm. selling She's not selling, yeah. and also it's just annoying because like put it for the steps. Mm. Normally, like people are out for that a bit, and it's like she, it's like she was like, mm. for me, it felt like she hit one of the steps. Like, 
what time is it? Oh crap! Okay, so I've got to get up and get this to get to this spot. It just it would have been better if it's like they both hit the steps and it was like both of them were kind of out. But it just it, it just frustrated yeah. me. It just felt like it. That's the kind of spot that kind of bothers me because it's like mm. it it felt like oh god we've got to go to this spot to this spot to this spot and that's what that felt like mm. at the end. Well, obviously she goes. She got it's up. Very and, rushed towards the end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like she finally got the steps and she goes. She got up straight and then he attacked from the outside. And then obviously you've got um, both women basically, uh, I think it was on the, um, basically outside and they fell over the uh, bar- barricade basically. Um, or, you know, Nijax did anyway. And obviously Bianca Belair just be- couldn't get in for the 10 count. So they both got eliminated. <laughs> now we can t- now we can talk about the finish. What the hell? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was kind of, init- I was initially on the fence about this. Um, like this is fucking hilarious, but then on reflection, it's hilarious because how bad it is. Because it makes everyone else on the team. Who was on that team? Bailey was on that team. Bailey was on that team. Bianca Belair. Surely this is the match where you go, okay, you establish Bianca Belair as as her nickname, the S. You're the strongest, quickest, toughest. But no, just made her look stupid and like, yeah, okay, it's nice to have. Lana has that moment, you know, because she's been through a lot of crap, but just get some revenge. Take out Jax, take out Shane Baser, put them through the table, whatever. Give Bianca the win. Lana gets revenge. That's what I mean. Said, we said earlier, it's just like, show that yeah. she belongs there. Show that, yeah. um, like, her just getting her revenge. Not just like... So basically, if, if I'm going to be really critical, that we can always try, yeah. um, is we can always go like, what does that match prove is like, as a, like, a thing about Billion? That basically, if yeah. you stand around, don't say anything, eventually you'll yeah. win. Eventually it'll go away. Karma will just come around just on its own. It's, like it's, it's not a good thing to... If if they're trying to do the whole no. anti-bullying thing, it's like it doesn't work yeah. because, again, it doesn't... No, no one really got... Lana didn't get the carpets other mm. by just luck. Like, it doesn't It doesn't show that... No. If you know, just luck. Yeah. It, it just feels there's so many better ways they could have booked this. And they, ch- as always with yeah. WWE sometimes... They chose the worst option out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, you could, what bothers me is like, yeah, you could say Bianca Belair looked good because her way she kind of acted near the end, being the last mm-hmm. SmackDown member of the team. But mm-hmm. again, what 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 probably should have happened is some sort of thing where it's both Nia Jax and Bianca Belair, but then sort of like mm-hmm. Lana basically screws her team. And not because she's turning heel, yeah. because she's had enough of them mm-hmm. treating her like crap. Or she like she distracts them, and then Belair, Bianca Belair hits her finish, or hits her like or roll up, gets the pin, yeah. and SmackDown wins. But then Lana still gets a moment mm. because it's like, yeah, she screwed the team, but she got her personal. Yeah, a mo- yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Screws the team. Like you do that with Jax, put it for a table, or another one where you you can save a have a nice showdown. Say Baszler and Bianca Belair, the final two. Uh, I'd, I'd rather that happen. Um, they had that final two. I'm not quite sure if Bianca Belair has a submission or not, but you know, maybe uh, Baszler can be hit with um, like devastating moves, injured the leg, whatever it is, and she desperately needs to make a tag, but no one else is there. But Lana, in the moment of desperation, when she actually when she needs help, oh, now actually now I need your help, Lana. Then you have the no fuck you and just move and just walk away. <laughs> Don't help out Shayna. And you at can't all. sit there and say just screw the team because let's be honest, that the, they didn't care about the match with the brand stuff, so. It wouldn't affect no, anything. You, you didn't care. Yeah, you didn't care about. Uh, you didn't care about your teammates get beating up Lana. So why should she care about you? But yeah, screw you. It, the ter- then the term makes sense. There's so many cooler know. stuff they can do, and also now then then you can always do Nia Jax. Is now got 
is now pissed with Lana and it could be a situation where mm. Lana's basically running away from Nigex but keeps getting the upper hand now mm. like instead of being yeah. slammed through tables for no reason now she's like she's trying to do it again yeah. but Lana's fighting back and she doesn't like yeah. it and then again if you want to do like yeah. the old anti-bully message it shows that if you want to yeah. stand up to bullies like mm. it's a good message I just I yeah. just if you're going to go in the bull- to if you're going to go in the bullying thing you've got to do it right mm. uh, the way yeah. they did it with funny enough Nige- I said Nijax and Lexa Bliss you might not be. It was better because obviously, yeah. Either it just Lexa Bliss is just way better at being a. Uh, she's very good at being that kind of bratty, kind of high school, kind of bully. Yeah. So it kind of worked. Yeah, she's also very good at being a member of the Firefly Funhouse. Ah, yes. I'm loving, loving what I they're doing. I would love doing. to talk about that for hours, but again, unfortunately, not on the show. So we can't. Maybe, maybe, no. maybe that's a maybe that's a thing we've got to try and do, where we um. Do a podcast or something where we just talk about things, just like one subject, talk about it. Maybe, yeah. maybe just giving ourselves ideas, you know. Maybe, uh, maybe on your your other podcast that you have um, this week in wrestling that you have. Yes, um, talking about all things wrestling. Yes, that we don't touch upon on the uh, on the pay per views. Yeah, well, as much as I'd love to go into, we go into that a bit more in the end. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just kind of um, kind of where that idea came from. It's like I want to. There's always subjects we can talk about during the week other than just pay per views. Mm. And um, yeah. you know, I want to talk about happy stuff. I want to talk about things that I enjoy. Yes, it's the kind of things that kind of don't sometimes. Um, as much as it's really hard to do in a pop like this, but um, that's if we're gonna if we talk about what makes you happy, it makes you um, kind of enjoy wrestling. Mm. And what doesn't? Mm. Lana storyline. I don't get where they're going with it. Um, don't like the finish, but it's fine because we got the main event. So, and let's be honest, that was good. So that's that's trying to end on a like the match wise. Let's end on a positive, right? Um, so obviously, what I'm talking about is obviously I say main event, but the last match of the night was the obviously big mm. match between Universal Champion. Roman Reigns and the newly crowned WWE champion in Drew McIntyre that won it after beating Randy Orton. Which was, a, uh, as we mentioned, a pointless WWE title change because it only lasted about two or three weeks. Yeah. They did a little thing, a little bit of a tease with The Fiend. You know, you could just have The Fiend come into Hell in the Cell, beat up Randy. They did tease that at the Firefly Funhouse just beforehand. They didn't do it. Yeah. I don't know what plan was there. If if the if only good only positive I can take from that title change is the only reason I think that's one. It looks good because now he's he's like sixteen times right well not sixteen times fourteen twelve or it's like twelve thirteen same as Triple H, but um, fourteen times yeah yeah so it looks good number it doesn't matter about how long it is it's about he's a champion anyway so it looks good so you can they can mm. pedal the kind of thing where it's like here's here comes the fourteen time world champions like so it's like a it's a it's a clickbait it's like a thing they mm. can keep saying now. Because um, no, yeah. But um, the, and also it means that the way Randy Orton versus the Fiend won't be for a title, that would be better. Absolutely, just just story alone. Yeah, so that's all it needs. It doesn't need the title. So yeah, so um, so let's get into this kind of thing. Um, again, when I talked about the match stuff, like the bit again, a little bit about the build up. Obviously, we talked about just talked about the kind of title change, but we we shouldn't have been surprised that the <laughs> McIntyre was going to. Uh, lose to win the title was going to win the title when a week the Smackdown before that war he turned up on Smackdown and kind of confronted Roman Reigns so mm-hmm. it made you think that it's one of those things that you saw there and go yeah Randy's not winning that title he's not going to keep that title no because they're, they're kind of the, if they're doing that 
then that means that they're trying to build up some sort of story to go into a match between the two. Mm. So it kind of, um, you knew kind of, drew, when Drew won it, I was like, I wasn't surprised. No, but I wasn't surprised. I'd much rather see Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns than Randy Orton against Roman Reigns. 100%. And it was definitely a great move. Right. With, um, the, with those two characters being heels, you need to have uh, that baby face or that tweener. Yeah. I mean, um, it's. To go against. But again, it's the evil. And also, it's better booked as well. I mean, it's the first time in a very long time is that um, normally you have these big matches when they talk about these are massive matches. Oh, these are huge, you know. Mm. Normally you say it, mm-hmm. but then they just say it because they have to say it. And you go, is it though? Is it? But with this match, it felt because both have been booked really good. You know, especially with yeah. Roman Reigns heel turns being mm. godsend. For his character, he's been brilliant. Yep. Loving the whole thing with Jay Uso, mm. and obviously Drew McIntyre is probably I haven't seen a WWE champion booked as well for a very long time. No, they've kind of done everything, done everything right with Drew. Um, all his feuds, I'd say the the feud with um, Orton has gone on for a bit too long. Yeah, I mean the Hell in a Cell match was a bit like shouldn't have, should have ended at the ambulance match the pre- previous, but yeah, I think so. But I don't know if it's just a gateway to kind of like something to do before this like didn't have anything so that we kept this going maybe. But yeah, I mean, again, I've just mm-hmm. it just it was two people. It's the first time in a while that you've got two people that you've gone. They're both but great. They're both interesting. And they're both in the same boat of, I think it was summed up in the contract signing for it as well. And Paul Heyman talked about it afterwards um, in, the, in an interview. Uh Roman Reigns was in that boat a few years ago. He was the right person at the right place, just at the very wrong time. Uh, he was at the time when they wanted Daniel Bryan or the CM Punk uh, to be that face of the company. Now, Drew McIntyre is here. He's the right guy at the right place, has been a godsend at the wrong time. Roman Reigns is the tribal chief. There's, there's a bit more meadow in that as well, um, as well as yeah. uh, obviously Roman Reigns, but also the pandemic as well I guess and that's what the, as well mm-hmm. like he's supposed to have yes. his moment but I, mean, I think what I think what I love about it is like unfortunately with like no fans you can't really gauge if anyone's over or not but no I think he is I think he will be um, when fans come back I think he is he tells a story very well um, um, and I like one of his lines one of his deliveries he had with uh, the contract signing was uh like not on the microphone, just to Rowan, like please underestimate, underestimate me, please underestimate me. I was like, Ooh. it's just they're both good. They've got they've, that- they've got the intensity down. I think yeah. it's got the intensity. Yeah. It's like Drew's got, he's got that kind of like when he gets pissed off, or he's really angry. Mm. I know it sounds obvious, like little yeah. things, but like he's got the facial expressions down. It actually feels like an actual. Yeah, out comes the, out comes the Scottish psychopath. He actually looks at it and he acts yeah. it, and it's just like. It just I don't know what it is. It's like I think it, what helps is I think his character is very relatable, and also he's very yes. damn good in the ring. Very damn good. He he looks great in a kilt and with a with a claymore as well. That's a nice addition to his. Interesting entrance. thing about it with the sword. Apparently that's Vince's. Is it? Yeah. Well, apparently obviously on the, in store yeah. in storyline, um, but obviously Seamus. Storylines it's by his grandfather. Something like that, or yeah. like um, that's what was it? Seamus gave it to him. But like I, yeah. I was reading, obviously I'm looking up on the rumors and stuff. Yeah, that was Vince's. Gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Like as uh, mm, for this. Okay. so that, if that probably shows how much um, Drew McIntyre's um, regarded in that company at the moment. If Vince is giving yeah. stuff like that and kind of trying to build his character, I think he's totally 
and that's always good. Yeah. I think he might be well, the face. Well, he's a WWE champion, not the... Even though Roman won and Universal title is trying to be presented as like the main title. Like Universal title is the secondary title. I mean, I've never liked the Universal Championship, to be honest. I've, I've said this I've said this before. I know, it's just uh, we're kind of um, tipped on the end. This should be it. But I always saying it's basically good build. I liked it. For for how... They only gave, what, two weeks? Yep. And, and they two weeks... They've done a good job of building up. They're like, yeah, I want to see this match. Mm. So I give that I want to see probably this because you got Paul Heyman probably helping write it. You've got Roman Reigns; it's yep. got his character down to a T, and you've yep. got Drew McIntyre so likable. It had all the mixtures for yep. a good match, and they're both booked well and both well protected. Yes. Um, what a shocker! If you actually book someone right and let them be mm. themselves and have a decent character, people would actually want to watch yep. a match. I know it's a foreign concept to some people, but yep. it's just this like this is how you should be booking big matches like this, you know. Mm. It has that feeling. It could be one of those if they built it right. It could be one of those era feuds, you know, like the kind of like. I don't want to sit there and go the COVID era, but you know, mm. like every era has a kind of feud yeah. that kind of defines them. Mm. The McIntyre Reigns era. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, gotta be honest, why not? I mean, it's like they tried it. it they tried it with Orton and Cena, but it didn't work. So he had no chemistry really. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> or it was because we had, or because we had it too yeah, often. Yeah, this. <laughs> They feel like they they could work they work together before anyway, but like they have chemistry. Mm. They've got that they, looks like they can promo back and forth is good decent. I think I think again mm. like again that like new day and the you know, sweet it's like it's a feud that I could love to see, but obviously not won't. But for many months, yeah. it could be like a like a giant a massive feud. It's a it's a WrestleMania main event feud, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. That I hope they do. Please, please. I hope so. I, I gotta be honest. I would like. I would love that. And hopefully, we can go down the pub again, and we can uh, we can watch you down the walks, watch along. Ah, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be that. would be the highlight of 2021. But anyway, mm. yes. Yeah, so, so, um, let's get into the match. I think we did a lot of. Um, so basically, from if you want to skip all of this and just go to the clutch bit, good build up. That's basically what we're trying to say. Rambling around a bit, but good build up. Even um, even before the bell, like they. We're basically staring each other down for a good two or three minutes, just holding each other's titles aloft. Like no one's breaking uh, the gazes at all. No one's blinking. Like no movement of the facial muscles. No one's twitching. No one's giving an inch. Let you know, not a centimeter, not a millimeter. It's like this is a proper stare down. This is going to be a fight. I like. I would like them to have a bit more sluggishness to it. They started off like test of strength. Yep, perfect way to start it. Um, Drew like starts off a little bit dominant. He's it's just the little things. I don't mention about it, but Drew's holding the center of the ring. He's in control. Um then they take turns like headlocks. What you can do, I can do better headlocks. Um Roman Reigns is thrown outside the ring. He takes his time to get back in the ring. Um and Drew is when he's thrown to the outside, Drew actually try and makes the effort to try and not fall out the ring. He takes a, a kick to the face, he's thrown into the ring post. Um, but he tries not to leave the ring uh, because he wants that to be his yard. He wants to control the ring, but Reigns is inside trying to knock him out yeah, of it. Yeah, so it's like, and control the pace as well because obviously after that kind of yes. putting the ring post, it's kind of very slow and methodical. Mm-hmm. That, um, mm-hmm. Again, very watery, I would say, but it's like, it's, it's a good way that like mm-hmm. a heel can do. It's like, I'm not doing it at your pace, you're doing it at my pace. And mm-hmm. and it's, it's why them Uso matches are so good because they were slow very slow methodical kind of matches nothing crazy but it was like so good what's quite welcoming is they didn't um, have 
there was a little bit of monologuing which kind of wasn't needed but that you could have some monologuing uh, for Reigns and Uso but they did it far too often there's far too much talking they just let these two guys just kick the crap each other just let their actions do the talking yeah I guess, I guess it's a different kind of style with that it was very personal so you had to do the story based more on the wrestling base but this is just a straight up match yeah. so I guess mm-hmm. it did just more less of the chat more of the action right yeah and um, yep. yeah it's got some good stuff again both cool counters obviously they, they have faced each other many times with the wars between the shield and um, was it Dolphin himself and uh, that stupid Dogs of War stable with uh, Braun Strowman that we don't talk about but um, so they faced each other many times it's not a situation as a first time so and it showed here because obviously he had a bit where it's like Roman Reigns going for the Superman punch obviously then obviously McIntyre kind of countered it trying to go trying to get his old future shock DDT mm-hmm. trying to hit that couldn't get that yep. uh, a lot of um, it, it, I like that kind of it has mutual respect like they know each other very well as like in facing each other in ring as characters but also as like in ring in general they know each other very well Um I kind of, I kind of yep. like the story where um, um, where it's kind of like Roman Reigns is kind of um, underestimating him in some ways and thinking he's a Jew that he faced before like in the past yes. and then like when he when he hit the spear when he hit like Superman punches and he couldn't put him away mm. I like the idea it's like oh uh, it's like he's not the same guy that you've faced before yeah he speared him kicked out Simone dropped through the announce table spear into the barricade okay that's got to be it rolls into the ring one, two, no, it kicks out, spears him again, kicks out. He says, yeah, this is not the same Drew McIntyre. Yeah, this guy's more resilient um, than he used to be. I mean, point out, yeah. Yeah, it, took a, it took two times to buy and put him for that announce table. It's like, so it's like, mm. oh, now it doesn't want to break. I mean, that thing's been breaking every week for the last yeah. time war, for the last like weeks. No problem. And then when you need it to break for yep. um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, the, the table's mm. like, I've mm. had enough of this. Stop it. Stop yep. breaking me, okay? So, but that, again, that spear, that spear to the back, looked brilliant. Love that. It just came, kind of came out of nowhere as well. I like those kind of moves. But um, both guys had a bit of, I'm not quite sure where it's because Paul Heyman was there as well, but there was a couple of Lesnarisms in this match as well. We had Roman Reigns delivering elbows to the ground, which looked pretty vicious. Had that kind of MMA fight feel. Later on, Drew McIntyre's trying to lock in the Kimura, that kind of, arm lock on Roman uh, when he uh, countered, the, countered a spear. I mean, again, good cameras as well. Like, again, it's like, um, it just it's, an, it's similar to the um, uh, kind of like Oscar and kind of um, Sasha Banks in a sense. They know each other very well. Again, so it's like, mm-hmm. I, I like matches that have like counters after counters because they know each other. And it's just, it's always cool when mm-hmm. someone counters something. Um, especially in the way that sort of some people do. So, I like that as well, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Like, kind of like, counter it by hitting a Kamal lock it's like you wouldn't be surprised because Paul Heyman it's like it's probably like saying they're trying to book him in some ways as another Lesnar yes but, not on a, but again that's not a bad thing because again if you take away the only problem with Lesnar was saw too much of him he wasn't there and when we did see him he kept winning and that's annoying <laughs> yeah but um, yeah it was, it, again he got good stuff obviously then he got a bit where they, both, they always do matches like this where they both hit their finishes and they both kick out Obviously, um, well, when this is like, a, was it Drew McIntyre did hit that um, future shock DDT, um, but Roman mm-hmm. kicked out again. Nice thing I like about the the, the uh, kickouts were like very old school, if that makes sense. Like yeah. very like you know like where uh, it, it, it it did put you on the edge of your seat, like kind of situation. Like one, two, yeah. and then boom, just got the three, just kicked out on the three. The two and seven eights. Yeah, yeah, just it done it well. 
Um, obviously, again, hit the spear, got the, um, obviously, um, he did he did hit the claymore, and I think he did kick out. So, but... Um, hit the claymore, um, knocking the ref down in the process. Um, again, another thing that's also cool with a bit with um, Roman Reigns kind of speaking out to um, kind of Samoa Joe, saying, uh, that's kind of nice, we said, ain't, uh, was it ain't seen this shit before. It's like, kind of like a nice little tie-in. I don't know what that tie-in mm-hmm. is, but it was nice to see that he speaking to the... Yeah, he said, like, it's something you, you've seen this shit before or something to submerge. Obviously, they had a feud. Uh, that was the main event. Was it Backlash? Uh, that received... That received the Backlash. Yeah, that was... That should have the main event of the show. That was a horrible decision. But, um, that's, but no. um, yeah, I like. I just like that acknowledging the um, announcers. It's always cool. I like, especially Small John commentary always makes mm-hmm. things awesome because he's probably the only one that mm-hmm. kind of feels like, you know, he knows what he's doing and doesn't feel a yep. bit bland if you know what I mean so um, yeah and obviously yep. then, then after that uh, I think it was uh, I think it was because of that Claymore kick hit on the ref or was it fell on the ref and the kind of ref bumbled out to the ring kind of situation so like you're thinking oh okay yep. where, so this is happening mm-hmm. what's going to happen next you're going to think ah, okay where's Jay where's Jay and on cue as finish. you expect because um, he um, forgot that earlier in the night obviously Roman was disappointed with Jay so he said go home but the way he looked, it obviously it felt obvious he was going to come back later at night to help yep. out. Again, that comes from hindsight, but it was kind yep. of obvious if you think if you know how the story's going. Uh, but yeah, so obviously Jay mm. um, came out, obviously tried uh, tried to get the up hand on Drew Bangtyre, but Drew saw this coming, but uh, p- p- uh, gave him a punch on the outside. Uh, but then just went, just turned around, and obviously typical heel fashion, yep. low blow, dastardly low blow, low blow. Into a super kick by Jay Uso as the referee's still down. Superman punch and a no spear this time. Locks in the guillotine. Drew tries to fight, fight, fight. But he can't fight anymore. And he collapses. And Roman Reigns wins by technical submission. Or knockout through submission. It's a technical submission because your body gave up. Ended it. So no surprise Roman yeah. Reigns won. Because I was expecting it. But again... I, I'm not against nope. again screwy finishes we don't like oh god but I think it works here because of the J's it still works in the story of J's though because it's like it's the whole story of like um, he needs to respect it it's when we raised it they don't fear him and if they don't fear him they don't respect him if they don't respect him they don't respect me and if you don't respect me they don't respect the family very well remembered I know because I watched it <laughs> continuously again, uh, but um, and also it's a really good line and I'm loving it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, well, thank you, thank you. I, I like um, like a bit of compliments now and then. Thank you very much. Um, I do have a good memory now and then, so it does happen. But um, yeah, so it's like that kind of thing. It's like so it's like he's trying to, he's trying to earn his like respect back because obviously mm-hmm. he lost it during the earlier night and yep. then got it back. Cause there's a nice moment near the end where it's basically like he's hugging him near the end at the top, saying yeah. thank you. So, again, it's some people might like it, but I love, I love this story. Like, mm. I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm just waiting for uh, I'm just waiting for Jimmy to come back. It doesn't feel complete yet. Wait for Jimmy to come back. Um, then Jay has to convince Jimmy to join in, uh, and then you have the full the full family, the full brotherhood. The heel blood was it? They called it the bloodline, didn't they? The bloodline. It mm-hmm. So it's like the heel bloodline. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, I think that's fine. I don't again. The reason we love actually there was stuff because it had screwy finishes, but it always tied into the story. Yeah. So it was fine. Not screwy finish for the sake of screwy finishes. It, it yeah. just basically, it worked into that, that Roman Reigns' uh, storyline, so it doesn't hurt Drew. 
No. So, so it's the situation of again, is it's one of those things where we get this match, and then we're like, okay, so you like you like that match, eh? Do you like that match? Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, what about WrestleMania? Do you want do you want to see that match again? WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania, clean I mean, finish this time. <laughs> imagine, imagine the idea of having a main event of a WrestleMania. You actually want? Yeah. <laughs> no, not push through. Oh God, please, please. I mean. I know this, this is a foreign concept to some people, but seriously, I, I, I can't remember the last time I went to watch the WrestleMania main event and actually, like, both people in it going, this is going to be great. Not just one person I like and the other person going, ugh. Like, Brock's always in it or something. But The closest we, closest we had was, uh, well, we should have had Becky and Ronda, but Charlotte was thrown in there. And then that had an odd finish. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't supposed to be the way. It's supposed to tap her out, but... no. You know, can't beg, you know, Stu, Stu got the Stu got the thing we wanted, so yep. you know, we, we let it go. But again, it's just I think the only thing this covered ever for me, you know, it's that's beyond just what it is. Yeah. Proves that the only they've done a lot of things wrong. Basically they do what they always do, kind of As um as Michael Cole said again with another line, it's very rare that the main event lives up to the hype. Yeah, well done. <laughs> very rare the main Yeah. Well done. You just admitted that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like actually, that's what I mean. Like these lines are always buzzwords, right? Yeah. But it's like at this time, it actually feels like it was, you know, it actually did live up to the word. Like big, you know, big fight feel. The, yeah. You know, lived up to the hype. It's like, mm. I think it proves that they've done a lot of things wrong, but the two things mm. they've done right is Roman's been booked great and they've been they've booked Drew yeah. as a, a competent challenger. Yeah. And it's actually... It's actually nice to see um, the last few times like the WWE Championship in the main event. Obviously, we've got the Undertaker bit afterwards, but as the final match, you know, it's nice to see that the main title is the last thing. It's the main event. Yeah, pretty much. I just, I think, I think, also, I think they've been brought up before. I think um, it's been a lot to do with Drew kind of getting the push he did was a lot to do with Paul Heyman booking mm. it. Um, watch. So let me get this straight. So the two—I just realised it now. So the two big stories that kind of everyone is kind of happy with was Drew was Paul Heyman's involved. Yeah. Starting mm. to get. So what? So what you're saying? Paul Heyman actually know what might know what he's doing. Wow. What? A, what a shocking concept. <laughs> but I just—I just thought of that now. It just makes sense when you think about it. It's like Paul. Paul Heyman was like Paul, like the the, the mm. lit Booker when mm. Drew was kind of. A, he was the one that kind of pushed for him to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Him to go, and him to go against um, Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. and then it's like he's turned into boy one of the biggest stars to come out of this ever, and then obviously now he's aligned with um, Roman Reigns and he's probably helped Booking have decisions on how he's booked, and he's good. So, see a pattern here. Mm. Just I just, just when you think about it, just it shows that uh, it shows that if they just get the right booking, WWE could become this really cool thing again. Potentially, is that a dangerous word? I know, I know. We, how many times have we used that? I, I think we should uh, use that for um, uh, for our like tagline. Because how many times have we said, but potent- has potential over yeah, the last. That, three that's years. our take on the Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast. It has, has potential. potential. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should, you know. <laughs> that could be our taglines. Like so, like every like every time if you got like some celebrities to talk about, mm-hmm. so you can say gone, "Oh, that Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast." I, I, love, I love them, you know. They, they, they have a lot of potential. That has potential. That has potential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think we should use that. But yeah, but 
<laughs> but but like it just shows that if they get the right wrestling minds involved in this company, it can be good. Because as I said, SmackDown's been really good lately. So it's like it's one of these things. Like it just shows that it can be fixed. And I think this Drew McIntyre and kind of Roman Reigns feud actually for the first time in a very long time actually feels like worthy of the main event spot and not feel like it's politics backstage. Yes. That's a nice change. So, but yeah, obviously, again, the pop, we won't see this match because obviously it's a one night, it's a one night affair. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm still on the WrestleMania. I think there should be a way that uh, I don't know, like Drew um, or like Roman or someone like they find a way to make this work and make this mm-hmm. a match or even big big ups like Survivor City or SummerSlam or something. Mm-hmm. Just make it a big, a main event of a big show. I think um, with fans back, I think fans will love this, honestly. I think so, as long as they book it right and they don't rush it. No, and I, I think that if they if they gave it to WrestleMania or like SummerSlam, then I think they're good. Maybe yeah. SummerSlam better because they might be fans back by that time, hopefully. Probably. Fingers crossed. It'd be please. more likely. Please. I, I, I think I need... I, I can't wait for the time when we can all meet up again. Um, but not like in with no restrictions, no nothing. Just, Just we can go... normal. Back we to normal. Go, we can go on a train we can meet up when we want we can go for a drink we can meet as many yeah. people as we want mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that but yeah, yeah. but but again it's normally this would be the end of the show um, because obviously it's the main event show, like, match but it isn't got to be honest I was shocked about this because I thought okay they were talking about the Undertaker okay they just thought that I thought they'd just bring it up and then all of a sudden I thought oh okay that's early 2.30 in the morning yeah it's pretty decent you know good two and a half hour, you know pretty decent mm-hmm. Yep. But then all of a sudden, oh, oh, and then I was like, oh yeah, they had the Undertaker thing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oops. Oops. Um, so and then, yeah. So obviously the the end of the show, I was talk, obviously talking about the kind of uh, Undertaker's like farewell, as we call it. Kind of, you could say retirement, again. But it was um, odd because it was, we'd already seen this before. Going back a few years, we'd seen the Undertaker retire. Um, I said in air quotes uh, when he lost to Roman Reigns uh, and it was revealed in the last ride documentary he didn't want to go out that like that um, he thought he could do something better um, tried to fix it a- along the way with Saudi Arabia shows mm. no it didn't go down too well um, and then having that final his final match was wasn't really a match it was a cinematic match with I mean the right opponent with AJ I mean I, I, I would have loved that Very to fun. have been that at Wrestlemania itself um, with a crowd there would have been a great send off but I felt like especially with all the um, all the documentaries all the interviews he's been doing kind of out of characters Mark Calloway people saying, oh is he uh, is he like ruining the mystique he's like well I, I don't think so because I think ever since the, I think ever since the Undertaker, I heard some a few years ago. The Undertaker is now on Instagram. It's like right, okay, done. <laughs> like Mystique gone. Undertaker's well, I mean, on Inst- Undertaker's on Instagram. I think, what? I think I think it was a question I was um, I was gonna ask on my um, weekly show I'm doing, but I, uh, yeah. it was kind of he sent uh, Doc uh, Savage kind of um, sent it too late, so I can I recorded it after he sent it, but maybe mm-hmm. I can I'll answer it now. It's like yeah, the Mystique thing. Like we could both say it. I, I, I was I was gonna text him about it, saying, "No, the guy's earned it. The guy's done thirty years of being in character, yeah. and then now because he wants to show he's a human being as a person, yeah, everyone's like, is he ruining the mystique? 
he's exposing no. the business it's like it's like calm down no the guys earn i mean i i think and i think uh, that doesn't give respect to us wrestling fans do you want to hear those stories as well on the road what's been going on those 30 years i wanted to i thoroughly enjoyed his one more round uh on the steve austin broken skull sessions it's very good so what so is that worth uh, checking out that interview like, it's worth checking out. out it's a good two hours yeah, good two hours but good two hours spent yeah i think i watched that i mean because i finally got around to watching the last ride kind of documentary it was definitely worth it mm. um brilliant um but i think i don't understand the kind of everyone's like it's, it's kind of a jim Cornette kind of thing. It's like oh you know it should be the characters all the time it's like it's i think what wrestling's turned into like what actors are in some ways where yeah it's like we understand yeah. that they're playing a character on telly yes so when they were but when we were watching the show mm-hmm. we suspend our disbelief yeah and we understand that they're just playing a character yeah we said goodbye to the undertaker we didn't say goodbye to Mark Calloway. The guy exactly. who came out with the pyro, with the gongs, with the hats, the leather jacket and the gloves coming down to the ring, rolling his eyes with the pyro. That's the Undertaker. He says thank you to, he says thank you to Paul Bearer. He stands in the ring, doesn't say anything because he doesn't need to. He's done it all, he's said it all. He walks back to the ring. Thank you, Taker. Off he goes into the sunset or to the moonlight, uh, into the darkness. And that's the last we see of Undertaker. Mark Calloway is still around. They're, it, it was odd because when they were presenting it, it was almost as, as if they were saying that the Undertaker died. <laughs> it was really odd. It's, it's very strange. I mean, obviously, one, it obviously had the bit with... The way they'd done it was very weird. I mean, in yeah. the sense, obviously, had the bit where the usual Legends thing where... Um, or legends that kind of I guess in the ones they could find or kind of can do mm-hmm. um, obviously Shane McMahon came out obviously because of that big match uh, mm-hmm. probably one that you know they had what a couple of WrestleManias ago yeah. um, uh, you had uh, obviously jo- uh, Big Show because you know mm-hmm. yeah Big Show because yeah. they were just like cooking up because you know he's got to do something because um, he's doing legends yeah. content he got JBL and they were uh, tag team champions at one point as well oh yeah they were part of that what was that stable Oh, the bit when he's like he was his mentor or something, or like they joined yeah. forces. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Joined his Ministry of Darkness days, if I remember. Yes. Um, obviously, During yeah, the days yeah, of JBL, Rock and yeah, Jeff Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was good times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, obviously, JBL, obviously, that time when he's the most late, uh, when he faced him off in that um, uh, last, was it last ride match? Last ride match. Basically, when he was, he basically last ride him through a limo that was always it was great. Um, mm-hmm. now Jeff Hardy with that amazing match on Raw many years ago. Um, yeah. where it's basically like some people could say that made him a star as a single star yeah, I mean I, I remember watching that I enjoyed that match 100% yeah um, you had um, what else did we had we had the um, was it the God was it was it the Goodwins that I don't the I Godwins and the Godfather part of the uh, Bone Street crew yeah I mean that, that, mm-hmm. that was our confuse I wasn't oh, sure who they were they had um, Selena mm-hmm. Vega not Selena Vega Sadio Vega that's what I'm thinking Sadio of Vega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. not well, Selena Vega that would be, be awkward wouldn't it <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but, sorry to crash the party but fuck you WWE for taking away everything just because uh, of my tra- <laughs> because of my Twitch terrible yeah oh that would be but it's like not now it's like yeah we feel really bad but just not now this is the undertaker <laughs> calm down after the show after the after. show obviously we had Rikishi um, obviously we'd yeah. love to see Rikishi so that's awesome Kevin Nash because 
because di- of diesel I, kind of situation. I missed I missed it. Everyone, I kind of like gave up because I guys saw that everyone was coming out. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go make a cup of tea as this plays out because everyone's just gonna come out this stage. I didn't see diesel, so I just assumed like, oh, he came out. Did he blow his quad or something like that? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see him. <laughs> no. We just oh, was, had John to C- ten- was John Cena there? Because I couldn't see him. Nope. Nope. Not even collect. Yeah, Booker T. Because it's Booker yeah. T. Because everyone loves Booker T. You got sh- yeah. obviously it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an Undertaker tribute without considered probably one of his best matches he's ever did with Shawn Michaels. Mm. So Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels was there. Course. Rick Flair came out. Triple H yep. came out. And um, the joke the joke going around the social medias is um, some I don't think Kane got the memo. No. What happened? <laughs> Where was Kane? No, Kane was there. Oh, where it was just, Kane? He was just—he was the only—he was the only one dressed up as Kane. Everyone else dressed up as like it's—it's it's the joke going around is basically like um, it's oh. like a fan, it, it's like um was it I you're, you're I think you're like this reference. It's basically like you know where uh, the only falls and also with Rodney and and um, but Del Boy dressed up as Batman. Oh and Robin. yeah, it's like it no, felt wait, like that. Was like, but the uh, the the Godwins and the uh, and Godfather were dressed up. Yeah, but it, but it, on the flip side, it's not exactly like you know full on, like Kane was like full on dressed. It's like yeah, I obviously didn't see Kane because obviously I was making a cup of tea at the time, so I didn't see it. so I've got time. They've got it, half the roster to come out yet. It, it just it just feels like a friend that says, "Oh, it's a fancy dress pie," but then you turn up and everyone goes, "Oh, wait, why are you why are you dressed up as fancy dress? It's not. It's yeah. a normal pie," and it's that's what it felt like because it's a picture where Kane's on him low and everyone's looking at him going. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> like, like, come. But um, it's kind of funny. But then again, it's like they've done it. It's like, okay, so you think, okay, the Undertaker's going to come out, going to do a big speech. Is Sally going to do it? Nope. Yeah. Cut to cut to a video package where it's just the usual stuff with the music, the Metallica music. Um, uh, now that's where, where, where we are dead. Mm. Kind of the music they use to their um, cinematic match. Awesome tune by Metallica. And basically just talking about how great it was, talking mm. about his legacy, blah, blah, blah. As you expect. And then, um, then we cut to Vince. Um, yeah, yeah, just just Vince being Vince. Um, again, it, it seems like now is it's it's obvious his age is getting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like he's getting harder to talk because it, yeah. it did feel like that. In my opinion, it just felt like he was like trying to get the words out. Mm-hmm. Unless he was emotional, because obviously them to have massive respect. I, I I guessing it was the emotion. I guess like, what up? You gotta have one more match. What about Saudi Arabia? No. You sure? No. Well, is it? It's. It's like it's, it's like his best friend or like his like closest ally, I would say. Because if yeah. you obviously watch Last Ride, it shows how close they are. Yeah. But um, yeah, just talking about how um, it's the end of an era, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, yep. And then then obviously we done the bit with you saying like you know the pyrotechnics uh, kind of use a very like I don't know what they call like you know pylons. I was wondering what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, like these weird. I was like, what are these weird things? And you thought, oh, they're trying to do like some pylon kind of thing. Yeah, uh, with the kind of like, it's a thing you could do with it where you like play the music, but like because the sound waves travels, mm-hmm. you can, like can make, you can play the music, but by doing that, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the Undertaker, cool music, come downs, kind of said mm-hmm. you know, just basically say goodbye and just said um, you know, Undertaker will now rest in peace, and then walk down, done the whole um, end, uh, put his you know, final pose. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And that's. And we hope, and I know it sounds, I've said it many times, let the guy retire. He's done his, I've said it before, that he does his duty for Queen and Country, right? Yeah. He's done it. Let him retire. It seems like he's having a blast being retired. Yeah. With his wife, or the videos, or those Instagrams, Mm -hmm. or those pictures. Looks like he's having fun, and um, he's he's earned it, so. Yeah. 
we we didn't want to see him in just, the ring could have any more you know it's like like you're just gonna you were gonna kill yourself you know you almost died in that fucking Goldberg match Jesus Christ just fucking yeah. just retire you know yeah you want to end on a high I get that and you did that with like with AJ you rode off as the American badass um, and you then you walked off as the dead man it's done sorted it was just a shame that no one was there pretty much that's the only downside yeah I think that's what's it, it did feel like the stuff and they kind of um, forced in the kind of crowd noise um, yeah I kind of that's what they that's what they would do but I guess I didn't like that um, I never liked that I mean I, I would rather have everyone cover I'd rather have everyone cover I get it you want to leave the ring like to him um, but you could have had like everyone at the ramp maybe like applauding or something or holding a torch that would be yeah, quite nice that's, that's why I don't get yeah. with the yeah that's why I don't get the whole thing where they're all in the ring but then that's it they cut away from it yeah. it's like I get it the whole COVID thing but let's be honest it, there's a way you could do it you know yeah. so they just like a do like a Ric Flair like what Ric Flair did mm-hmm. when everyone just came in the ring and just hugged him and kind of perspective like got emotion like that kind of stuff yeah um, it's just it's just sad that it's obviously yeah it's like no fans there yeah. but we've already done it it's like a rerun like we've already done they had the perfect setup mm. with uh, Roman Reigns I mean I mean, I remember what we were thinking it's like I remember I got the video it's like no is this it yeah where we were very very drunk and very angry and very sad <laughs> very emotional very emotional it was, yeah it was emotional but um, it was a roller coaster uh, WrestleMania was that that theme. We had the high of the Hardys returning and the low, the Undertaker retiring uh, because of Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, and obviously th- this is not the Roman Reigns we like now. It's no. the boo you go go to hell Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like you Roman Reigns. Go away. But um, yeah, I, th- I think what again again I I just feel it's like it's just tanked on at the end. Mm. Upsets me a little bit um, in the sense that. You bigged up that it's all about it's the 30th anniversary of the Undertaker. It's his 30th really debut. It's yeah. his thing. Um, why didn't they just do what? Again, uh, I, anyone listening, I apologize. We're not like these AEW marks that just keep bringing it up in everything we do. But um, it's just that is it pure? We had obviously the the, the Chris Jericho photo. It was only a couple of weeks ago, mm. and the way they did it was way better. I think like put like snippets mm. of like um, people congratulating him or saying goodbye yeah. through the show. So it feels like he's a part of the show, mm-hmm. or find a way to make it the, the the try to make I don't know like simple simple for like the winners of the brand split gets a trophy, but an mm. Undertaker trophy, like a, a special Undertaker anniversary yeah. trophy. So like they maybe win something. Mm-hmm. So the Undertaker's involved instead of doing like a big tribute at the end. You can he could be involved in the show in general. Yeah. So it's a proper tribute instead of just being tagged on at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I would like to be more integrated into the show. Yeah, you know, for sure. But I mean, some people didn't like this feeling off. I think it's just because it felt, it felt, it just felt off. It did you know? feel off. As I said before, I, I, we've already seen it before. We've already said goodbye to the Undertaker. And if this was the last, if this was, if this was the goodbye, there's no one there. There's no crowd there. It's very artificial. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't, and you don't, and you got this thing about people don't. Um, do not believe he's gone it's like I don't no. believe he's retired it's like I think it's this I situation think I think it's going to be mm. I, I I go about so I'm just going to say yeah I think he deserves it to be retired I hope he doesn't come back and that's and that's a horrible thing to say yeah. but it's like as I said before it's like I, give it a, I don't need to see it on take anymore no 
I've got 30 years worth of great memories of The Undertaker. Yeah. I've got the WWE Network. I go back and watch all these great matches. Mm. I don't need to see him in the ring anymore. No. He's done enough. Yes. I mean, you can do special appearances. That's awesome. Yeah. But I don't need to see him in the ring no. anymore. So Do another Stone Cold Broken uh, Skull session. Do another one. Give us some more stories. That'll do. Please. He's got 30 years of so much awesome stuff. Mm. It's, why, it's, why, it's why Chris Jericho's always awesome to listen to about the stories. Mm. He's, he's seen it all. Undertaker's the same thing. Seen it all. It's great. So, yeah. So, I can't, again, that's how he ended it. Kind of ended it. Mm-hmm. Ended the show with this. It's unusual. So, um, yeah, kind of a... Another long review, as always, with us. So, um, don't think it's as, as long as our um, AEW one. That was longer. But um, it's pretty Stop long. Stop going but, on about um, AEW. <laughs> I can't help it, mate. It's I watch it every week. And it's just... I'm, I'm, God, I'm happy watching it. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's being was it uh, was it all being like um, Kasabian on um, being the elite? Yeah. Stop being a mark. <laughs> yeah, def- being elite definitely watch it. That's awesome. But um, yeah, it's like stop being a proper mark. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I think I think it's time we need to wrap this up. We do. Yes. Talking non- I'm talking. I'm talking nonsense now. So that's just your sign that I I need to go away. So um, <laughs> like the Undertaker, so, um, just go away now. <laughs> Ouch, man! But um, okay, so let's wrap this we've up. We've had about um, thirty so years. I'm, we've had about thirty years of you. You can go now. <laughs> it's it, it like it would this. It'd be like me. It's like we've had it for three years. It's been a good run. Yeah. Just, just go, Stuart. Just go. Just <laughs> ride off into the sunset. Just go. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, about, uh, let's finish off this thoughts on this pay per view in general. Okay. So, so what are your thoughts? Do you think it was um, worth the time? Did you were there still good moments that? Uh, made it worth watching or do you think it was like is it what meh just meh it was, type situation it's kind of what I expected I didn't have high expectations uh, for the events they should have done a lot more with the stakes with the Survivor Series teams they should have done more story towards it the only ones we really had were kind of on Raw Smackdown it was pretty much non-existent pretty much it was very kind of slapdash from no. what I can remember um, Asuka and Sasha I should have been more excited for I thought it was a good match but I've seen it before Roman and Drew was good bit methodical at the start um, I'd like to see a bit more strikes in there um, just to kind of sum it up um, and Sami Zayn last year I could see what they were trying to do but again more scope everything just had more scope you should have played around with a lot more you had a lot more potential uh, to make the show better but they didn't do that I, mean, I think it's like anything it's like um, again the matches were, were except for the elimination matches and maybe the Sami Zayn yeah. uh, Bobby Lashley thing mm-hmm. it just I mean again like as a yeah we've seen Sasha Banks and, ba- uh, Sasha Banks and um, Oscar before but it's still entertaining so I still got it's still worth watching and watch those women wrestle forever mm-hmm. they're, that, they're, they're, they're so they're good, so well work well together so I enjoyed that I mean there's again a Street Profits and the uh, New Day was. Uh, I think they said you can do more, but it's yep. do for what they did. It was fun. Um, yeah, I think uh, the main event definitely delivered. I think I was. Um, you could say the best. Could say the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. If that's not really an overstatement. statement. Um, so, but except for that, like elimination matches weren't interested in. Uh, especially, I'm still a bit annoyed with the whole. They could have done so much more with that Lana thing, but didn't. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think the 
finish of the Roman Reigns and kind of Drew McIntyre. I screw finishes always are bad, but it works for the story of Roman, so it's fine. So yeah, and, and obviously I want more. I, the, the only thing I take away from this pay per view is like two matches is giving me just enough to say I want more of this. So if I take a positive out of it, that we you know we're trying to be positive people, mm-hmm. is that um, it's kind of um, it might set up a bit better matches and bigger matches down the road maybe. Yeah. But when it comes to the, what they were trying to do with the brand um, warfare, it was, utterly failed this year. It failed. And it was irrelevant. I know it's like at least acknowledge it. At least like try and keep a score. I mean, I know it's like you know that we don't care, but at least try to make us care. Yeah, it just didn't feel like they cared. It just felt like it was just going through the motions, and that's terrible. Mm. When uh, when it, a show shouldn't feel like you're just going through the motions. It should feel like excitement, or just or WWE just could commit to it. Say okay, just put it says stipulation would have made this show a little bit more interesting, but mm. he didn't. So. It just felt like cool matches that we could see, cool set up of matches maybe in the battle in the um, uh, in the um, eliminations the matches you know some of them, uh, but that's about it really. Mm. But um, I f- if I was going to give it a grade, I'd probably give it I want to say seven because I really enjoyed the main event and obviously the untaken send off. But I'm going to give it a six. Mm-hmm. That's a fair score. Or six six point five because I think it's like take away like the main event in the Undertaker thing did it have anything that really made it stand out like not particularly I mean they normally have someone normally the matches are quite good I think the stipulation of like having these champions versus champions with no title Mm. changes or anything really hurt it Um, I I don't think these work anymore Uh, these kind of brand things I think they should go back to the whole like stakes or something like do it more through story and less through just you have to so but yeah was it your thoughts was six be fair do you think I'd say so gonna grade it? yeah had low expectations so it was always going to get that kind of C minus D kind of score none of the matches were bad um, but they weren't great either but but again the main event was pretty it's the only one that lived up to the hype really so yep. but um, yeah so and obviously the Antigua thing I, I it's one of those things which I would I would have liked it more integrated in the show and just sort of a, mm-hmm. a thing tagged on at the end. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to have a bit more, you know. But you know, what do I know? But um, yeah, so that's it. We went again. It's probably a long one. Uh, Apologise again if you got through this. Awesome, thank you. Thank you very thank much, you everybody. So much. Uh, yeah, if you like, obviously, please um, you know share it and around people. Um, I'll try uh, again. I'll try not to um, over tag this one, so uh, people might actually want to listen to it other than just go oh that guy's tagged us again for the 15th billionth time this month so um i tried to tag it but yeah so i think there's what we've got two more pay-per-views at the end of the year we've got we've got war games war games got, i know yeah i know i know um when i heard that i was thinking yeah. josh you like that he likes you like war when games, regal right? came out he milked that my god he's like everyone says like hello we've got two teams here of four They've got some beef. We've got one way to settle it. Big B. I'm oh, going to enjoy this. War games. <laughs> he, he does it brilliantly. We're when he goes, yeah. But it's like, again, it sets up. So we've got war games to talk about. Well, obviously, it looks like uh, we, we should be able to find some time to record that. I think mm-hmm. it's next two weeks, a week. Uh, so three, four definitely weeks. Wanna, yep. 
Yeah, well, we're, we're kind of ends. We've done pretty much every other NXT show so far. So oh, nice. Yeah, about yeah, two, three weeks. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. And, and, and obviously watch it week by week. Um, it's definitely worth... It's definitely um, built up quite nicely. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then obviously the last pay-per-view probably of the year um, is WWE. you got TLC. Which has the theme of a storm. I don't know why. Yes, but, you know, when does that make any sense with um, themes? But... Um, I thought TLC was a theme enough, but now we've got to have two themes, add more themes. Yeah. But um, but anyway, yeah, so we've got that, so we'll be back for that. Um, but yeah, so obviously, um, kind of we got to that point now, we just got to just like shameless, uh, shame, just do a bit of um, plugging. And then, yeah, so do you want to start plugging? Got anything to plug? Anything late recently? Uh, not hugely. I still have my What Culture articles. I'm going to be writing a lot more um, during lockdown, so I've got a few things to crack on. Uh, with my weight and then I'll start writing a few ones uh, a few new ones especially some wrestling related ones so I'll share those once they're out and ready Ooh, look forward to that um, if you want to follow up uh, uh, my acting career and what I'm doing follow me at Josh and, uh, sorry at Joshua Plummer UK or my website www.joshuaplummer.co.uk you'll find all my acting stuff on there uh, also you can follow us uh, our podcast on Twitter which is at Josh and Stu Pod or if you want to drop us an email any kind of inquiries uh, Josh and Stu Podcast at gmail.com that's very nice um, I love the way you're not trying to go trip me up this time so taking taking the reins um, quite nicely so um, you're welcome you know how much you like trip yeah <laughs> you like you know how much you like trip me up when it comes to that kind of stuff so um uh, th- thank you so much um, so <laughs> yeah well I mean I'll shamelessly plug um, obviously we do the last couple of weeks we'll be doing a weekly show called um, uh, talking about all things pro wrestling um, it's a it's three episodes in we'll talk about we talk about latest shows in AEW we talk about uh, we talk about um, NXT we talk about the latest news in the world of professional wrestling and um, we either have uh, we either have like a nice Q&A or we just look about, back at stuff happened in uh was it this this um, what happened on the day of recording so like mm. what happened in wrestling history or or anything basically it's basically a show where we just talk about what's happened this week you know mm-hmm. and just talk um, talk about stuff we you know love about wrestling it's really fun and I've enjoyed doing it for the last few weeks so if you want to check that out it's just as Josh said any we want to listen to our podcast it's on there too so it's an added show um, hope everyone Hope anyone's listened to it because I've, I've checked it. It hasn't gone anywhere yet, but it's it's slowly getting there. But it's um it's a long slog. But anything else you'd like to plug? No, I just um, I thought you froze again. No, <laughs> just a dramatic oh, no. pause. <laughs> yes, dramatic pauses. Nice save there. Nice save. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, it's a, when it comes to us as together, we again. We'll be back for we're gonna NXT War Games. I cannot wait for that. So it should be fun, especially with the main event with um, the Undisputed versus Pat McAfee's kind of group of um, I don't know what they're calling themselves. I call themselves the King of NXT because mm-hmm. I think that's what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. So we we'll talk about that. TLC. Hopefully they can end with some sort of interesting finish to the year mm-hmm. in a very strange 2020 year. It's probably an understatement. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully um, we'll get those two, and hopefully in 2021 we can do reviews while we you know to obviously together like in the sense of actually seeing each other with our own eyes not through cameras and you know all kinds of stuff and hopefully we'll actually be able to go and see some wrestling maybe because we did have plans for that before all this covid shit happened oh but, yeah I, I had tons of plans I mean, yeah it's just 
Bloody COVID. <laughs> Gets in the way of everything, doesn't it? It does. God damn but, it. But um, if it's one thing that's uh, COVID, it's one thing that's been constant, and it's this podcast. We've been still been able to keep this going, so mm. I'm kind of happy for that we kind of got. So uh, yeah, so I think um, that's actually not that bad. It looks, it does, I always fear the worst. It's going to be a long podcast, but it's kind of what we do here, so it's not really a problem anymore. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Sophie, um, check out all the social medias if you want to check us out. Uh, we'll be back. This Well, actually, this will probably be out, what, Thursday, probably? Mm-hmm. Or soon as. We'll try and get this out as quick as possible. As these take a while to edit. <laughs> they do. Two, two and a half hours of um, audio is a lot to edit. So um, <laughs> it might take a while, but we'll get it out there. But, um, yeah, and obviously we're back for XT. We're back for... Into the, uh, the last WWE pay view of the year, and um, yeah, um, I would say is um, hope, hopefully we're all staying sa- staying safe and all having an awesome time. And yeah, we'll be back next couple of weeks for another podcast. Uh, so until then, have an awesome week. And um, I've been Stuart Van. I've been Joshua Plummer. And see you all next time. Um, bye everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>